pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. 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 I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, Good morning to you. <laughs> good morning, good morning. The red light was on. I don't know what's going I don't on. Know I'm, I'm glad to be here, and I am in body, if not in spirit. Uh, that is Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, Easy E on the other side. Welcome to R&R, a Tuesday edition. Feels like Monday to me, though, Rudy. I'm going to act like it. How are you feeling this morning? I, who cares about me? How are you feeling this I'm morning? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> and I missed you yesterday. I did. I, so no, you I'm, didn't. I, I did. No, I did. Trust me. There's a lot of places I'd have rather been than where I was yesterday morning. Yeah. Wrapped around the commode. Commode's a weird word. The toilet. Yeah, commode. The that's when you know you're from Texas. You country boy. The only country folks say commode. See, is it? That's a, a country, is it, folk that's a country thing. thing. Yeah, because even Edwin, you don't say commode, do you? You don't know what a commode is, do you? You know, he ain't country boy. He's from Stone Oak. I've heard of it, but not. I don't really know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what a commode is. <laughs> so, so I, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's a country boy slang. So, so no. Rough are, hey, but days. first of all, I, look. Now this better I'm be fool. I'm not. I'm not uh, accusing. You're not contagious. I'm not gonna bring it. No, no. I don't know, bro. I don't need you to be contagious because I, I am not good with 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 uh, stomach bugs. So I, if you. I, should you have taken another day? I need to I know. I will tell you this. Um, my wife hasn't caught it. Oh, okay. Well, then you good. So that Did was y'all one sleep of the, in the same room? Uh, or no, you just slept close to the rest, laid no, down we, by the we, restroom? She hasn't avoided me. She's been around. Well, see, that's how women are. They're cool. They're, no, she, no, took, no, she took uh, care and, of me. And let me tell you. Uh, in, in the Thompson family, we are raised that if you are sick, anyway, you're, like, uh, you're like the weakest wildebeest. We're going to leave you behind. <laughs> So you need to go find a place in the woods, in some bushes, and get better. So, in the Thompson household, when you don't feel well, you, you just you, you just you, on your own. You cocoon up, man. You, you 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 quarantine up. You go back in the bedroom, and there'll be some knocks on the door. <laughs> like you, Are good? you okay in there? I don't you, hear anything. I left you a soup. Basically, that's how we're treated. So apart left you some from soup by the door. Yeah. So I I, I hold up in the bedroom, and uh, she came and went and checked on me. Oh well, that's well, that's all you can expect, right? So, you can, just in case you're contagious. Yes, I, I I wasn't on. Well, I was on around and near, and we'll just leave it at that, Miss Becky. But thanks for checking in. So, in my stupor over the last twelve hours, uh, I raised from the dead to find uh, the uh, 
the Rangers just open a full can of yeah. whip ass. I'm, I need to go find my uh, Adoli's uh, bobblehead. I've got one someplace that is suddenly a whole lot oh, more you valuable have one? today. I think that they've sent us one oh, I'm sure they have, but at the time we were like, I don't need that. Yeah, you just kind of put that <laughs> now, on the shelf. Go find it. I need to go find it and put it on eBay. Let's make go some money on it. this thing. Uh, what what a Mr. October kind of performance last Excuse night. Excuse me? What Dude, did you call him? I, I, I'm telling you, what when you I was a him? child, when I was a young man, I when I was watching, a young man, when I was but watching, see, he was doing it in the World Series. Well, I'm just saying, Mr. October, Reggie Jackson, it was that. I mean, the numbers that uh, we watched last night—that yeah. it was—you just don't see that. No, 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 not. I mean, it's a world. I mean, yeah, it's a record, let's, right? Let's go down the list of accomplishments during the day, and this is the first one we will bring up as we look thoroughly through a game that was <laughs> over by the third inning. Uh, Adolis, <laughs> 15 RBIs. Set a single season postseason record for the series. Twelve came in the last three games. Twelve RBIs in three games. That's just one of the many records that mm. Odolis broke in what was a spectacular performance by the Rangers. I didn't see it coming. I didn't think they could sustain. Bochi is a freaking warlock wizard, man. That dude. Just like, wins. He even said he's like, dude, he was like, I was on the I've been at home the last three years <laughs> and now I'm back in the World Series. You know. He just has that 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 thing around him. Never panic, you know. Something that, about it, yeah. Yeah, there was a time this year they lost eight in a row. There was a time they had lost, I don't know, twenty. I don't know. They went through some rough times. They went through some rough times, and the thing that Tim Kirchner said is Bochi never panics. So. No. Then there's some guys that just get the pulse of their team. He does, man. Just yeah. respect. Uh, yeah. Now we do face the potential of a Rangers Diamondbacks. Don't be that guy. I, I, don't hey, be I'm that down guy. No matter what. Don't I be care, that guy, Rob. But they're, they're, <laughs> I'm going to be one of the few guys regardless. <laughs> Don't be that guy, Rob. We had Spurs Nets, and people laughed at us. <laughs> Don't do is. that. Don't do that. We had Spurs Nets. And the country was mad at us. I don't want. I don't want to be that. I, you just I don't want. You know where we're going, right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, come on, Rob. Remember who we are. At least the Nets had Jason Kidd. I mean, what am I looking at with the D backs? Yeah, we uh, need the Phillies. Woo! We need the Phillies. Uh, we'll see if that finishes out. We'll talk about that as well. Micah sat in his closet, and it was another Dude. glorious evening of uh, sports talk radio. This cat is now a talent evaluator. Uh, we're going to hear from Micah in a lot of ways as he looks at the trades and. Talks about his team and all kinds of stuff. At some point, he's going to say something to make somebody mad inside the star. I just, yeah. I, I'm just waiting for the uh, rains to come. Uh, we'll look at what we saw last night, and then we had a chance to see more of the game than I thought we would. If you were an Astros fan, you might have checked out early like I did and watched the 49ers go down to a Minnesota Viking team that just made the plays. I don't know if I the downgrade 49ers the 49ers. Are frauds. They're frauds. <laughs> yeah, what have you done for me lately, Brock Purdy? Two straight games, two interceptions last night. You suck. Yeah, yeah. 49ers are frauds. But what does that say about the Cowboys when the Browns and the Vikings can handle them, but you can't? I, I will say this. And there styles is, make that fights. Is a worth, no, you're right. And unfortunately, that style ain't going anywhere. I, 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 to me, San Francisco looks tired. That's, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you know, I'm here. They were mentally worn out. You think so? Yeah, they really did to me. Just kind of flat. They were, they were, they were a uh, a a a weight room rep away from winning the football game. I don't know, man. That interception, fumble, rip, a weight room, blah blah. A weight room rep would have held onto the ball, and there wouldn't have been a six. It would have been an interception, and the game would have been over. But no, Justin Jefferson. Y'all don't get a sack. Well, that's sack thing. Fred, Fred Warner played. Nick Bosa played. 
the defense is pretty much held. I know they didn't have Trent Williams, and I know they didn't have Debo. So I'm not taking that from them. So Debo. But everybody's injured. Everybody has injuries. Yeah. And the defense was there, and you let, a, you know, the rookie Addison go crazy on you with no Justin Jefferson. Come on now. And y'all didn't record a sack. Well, the good news is it's kind of like the Predator. We know he can bleed. Yeah. So there's some tape there. The Vikings did something. Kirk Cousins was brilliant, by the way. Give Bri- him some flowers, Bri- brilliant man. Brilliant's a stretch. Oh, he's brilliant. He was really good. Yeah, I guess so. He was, yeah. man. I thought he played. It wasn't. It, I mean, he he had to lift him. Like you just said, they didn't have Justin Jefferson. And, and that rookie finally came back to the world. I'm glad I sat him in my fantasy league. Let Joe Ryan. <laughs> you sat Addison? Yes, I did. <laughs> With Justin Jefferson out, you sat Addison. Well, they're, okay, I not only sat Addison. I set uh, the running back Morris. I, I for some reason I ended up with both those dudes. Um, oh, Madison as well. Yeah, and Madison hadn't Madison. scored a uh, rushing touchdown all season, so he was an easy. I set. understand why you sat him. And they're going, and then I thought, well, without without Justin on one side, Jordan. While he it, listen to me, first names. Uh, this Addison kid, he started out hot, but the film got on him, so he had, he's kind of cooled off. And Jefferson's kind of picked things up, and without him, I thought he's going to be doubled all night. Kirk's going to be throwing interceptions. I'm just not going to play either. And uh, I'm losing to Joe Reinagle, which is as bad as it sounds. It is. Um, Miss Becky, let's do this. We'll talk some college football. Uh, why? What did, what did the Carnival work? Give UIW some props, man. They keep winning. Okay. I know oh. they're distant behind the UTSA Roadrunners in popularity, but the team. Yeah, no. Team's good. I like UIW. I always have. Always have. I've been to a couple of games over the, there. But sadly, I know you get mad at us. But there's just not a lot of you. <laughs> you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta preach to the majority. And UIW fans, we're with you 100. percent I mean, hell, the matter of fact, didn't J- Jason used to do Eric Morris yes, every week? We, we, it's not for lack of and, effort. Um, we, we, we love UIW. We had GJ Kenny even when he left in the middle of the night. We tried to get GJ Kenny on that day. Remember, he yeah. didn't, he didn't want to come on when. He, we found out he was leaving us in the middle of the night. So don't fault us. We've covered UIW better, th- th- as good as anybody else. Rob but there's only so many for them yes. for a season. I traveled he? with them during the da- dark, <laughs> dark days, early D1 era. So no, we love them. But there's just there's only so many minutes in an hour, and uh, uh, we fill it with uh, you know like the likes of uh, Jeff Trailer, who had a three game winning streak, a team that's turning things uh, in the right direction at the right time. And mouse yes, traps did everything right. Now he's got a bandaid on a finger for a, a, a well-planned coaching. Uh, we, we do need to talk about the, the Cephas problem though. Uh, I mean, it, but in the, in the context of I'm a believer in, in the law and I'm a believer in precedent. Because you know there, this is it's, this is unprecedented for the the uh, UTSA football program. It's not. It, I mean, every athletic program has issues, but how you handle your big time players is going to be reflected in how you have to handle it next time. Because there's going to be a next time. So but make sure you a, do everything right now. According to Coach Trailer yesterday, he told me there's a legal process and there's stuff That's, that we don't know. And he just you know the wind blows harder at the top of the mountain. When you have some success, people Truth. start coming for you. So right. he he didn't want to release any details. I don't have any details. I don't know either. I'm but not finding they fault here. Right. I, I, all I can go by is the facts as reported by the San Antonio Express News. And all that I'm asking by as someone who is a favorable va- fan, we want you to do this right. We don't want any negative problems with the football program. Just do it as best you can because you're going to be held to this standard the next time. 
I'll ask. It, right? Not if you're winning. If you're winning, it don't matter. Well, see, that's my. Are, 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 we, a, are we a small town when it comes to football? Are, yes. are we College Station no, where things disappear? We're small. Okay, if we are, then it don't matter. Because we've had dudes caught with plenty of weed and all kinds of stuff. Look, yeah, I, I, I get that. I mean, we. I mean, there, there's sins and then there's sins. Yeah, you know? y'all get guys arrested. Then next thing you know, oh, the charges drop. So I mean, if so we're like, go to small I, town, I, I get it. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not listening to that from my Aggie. No, I'm y'all, saying y'all make stuff disappear like and we like set Houdini. the precedent years ago. Right. That y'all gonna make things disappear see, like then, Houdini. Things are different in small college towns, though. That's what I'm. See, that's why I keep asking: Are we a small town? Or Very are we small. a town with a newspaper that's going to try to sell papers by making oh, something no, bigger than it is? No, we're not we're, that. Oh, we're not, not that. that. Okay. We're not that. No, so, no, never been. I mean, look at how we, look at how we handled as a media, Tony Parker. True that. We, we didn't. That's small town, like, right? Yeah, there. And I'm saying like, in the, there was New York or Boston, and that went on in, within a locker room. That would have been uh, the thing. We just kind of like, hey man, you know what? We love pops. This is family. We stuff. love the Spurs. This is family. We're gonna just let this be. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't because I didn't know the real details. But in any other city, when you talk about big big city, that would have been huge. We just was like, hey man, let them have their moment to the point where it didn't even really go nationwide because we didn't pursue it. So no, are we going to go after Joshua Cephas and what the intertwinings of the, the 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 his legal situation? No, absolutely not. We love Trailer. We're just going to let it be because he said it's still an ongoing legal situation. Mm-hmm. I did tell him. I said, "Hey, coach, I got to ask," but he was just, "Hey, no, you, you had know, to." Rudy, they coming after him. There's some stuff we don't know, and we're going to let the legal process play out. And I respected that. At least just, he answered it. Just be very careful. Yeah. Very, very. Or okay. just do what the Aggies do and say, hey, man, make this go away. And, <laughs> and the Longhorns and, the, yeah, and Ohio that, State that, and it. Alabama. Like, I'm not just I'm not just singling out the Aggies. Uh, we, could, we could look. There's been a lot of places where a whole lot of right. terrible crap went on in small college towns. I mean, ask those at Michigan State. Or Baylor. Ask those at Penn State. Ask those at Baylor. So uh, that's why I asked the question, are we a small town where things go? Or are we a place where we're going we're gonna to attack and really... Find just it's a negative thing no matter what, and, and you know the papers capitalize on the negativity, which sells papers, man. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, pay close attention. Now the good news is the city of San Antonio's attention is going to be placed very squarely on the Frost Center. I saw where they finally have the street name changed. So what? check your check they your Google the Maps. Street name? Yeah, check your Google Maps your way see if it is in fact uh, Frost Bank Center instead of the AT and T Lane or all whatever right, it was. Right, I right. saw the street sign on the socials and. It begins tomorrow night. We're going to look closely, hear from Pop today, and uh, make our picks. Our preseason crapshoot. I saw where uh, Giannis got paid. Yeah. I, I See, when you're out, Rob, I get a little outlandish, and I told people <laughs> I told people to t- take money out of their kids' college funds and put it on the Spurs over 30. I think that, that is. You know what? Because I told them, like, I'll be, I'm trying to get their outlandish. kids into a better school. Yeah. Maybe they can get in there. That's 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 a that's Christmas gift, right? That's it. Twenty nine and a Give half. It to them. Bet the over on wins and the over on blocks. Go 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 get right. It. Go I'm just trying it. to help their kid go to a better school. We are doing what we can to uh, borrow from the 401k minus. You know the tax is going to hurt you, but it's worth it. <laughs> now I've wasted way too much time because it's going to be a busy day, and Clarence Hill Juniors are going Let's to be here. And I saw where he was trapped in the city of Houston for a couple of days over the weekend. We'll reflect on what he managed to do to those Astros while he was in. Harris County and uh, the Dallas Cowboys as they prep for a uh, an, an interesting week, shall we say?
yeah. in prep for the Eagles. It's like one of those games where you can't help but looking forward. You just, I cannot help but looking past. I hope the Cowboys are ready for that. Clarence Hill will be here in just a second. Coming back, it was a spectacular night for football because you got to watch it. Astros went to bed early. The Rangers represented it. Oh, my gosh. His name is Adolis, my idol. We're talking baseball that next. strong safety. Ooh, man, big old boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is R&R, and you're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Room Show, weekdays at noon. I, I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. One ball, two strikes, two out pitch to Tucker. On the ground to second, should do it. Simeon throws to first, and the Texas Rangers. 90 wins in the regular season fly cross country, and their journey will bring them to the World Series for the first time since 2011 as they roll over the Houston Astros. The Texas Rangers live on the Texas Rangers radio network. We are a proud affiliate and proud to carry what will be the World Series. Never, never a doubt. Never a doubt. <laughs> no, nah, yesterday I was kind of feeling like at some point the Astros would win a game at home. Like there's just no way that they're going to lose all four games at home. It just didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, there's just no way, right? There's like all four games. Did that happen against the Senators? I mean, the Senators. Senators. I mean, you a hockey guy now? No, Washington. The Nationals. The Nationals. Didn't, wasn't there no home wins in that one, too? Yeah, 2019. Uh, and, and when we went wow. a couple years ago against Atlanta, did they win a home? The they game, won one. The game, game we went to, they lost. Oh, they got smoked to look like last night. Yeah. So uh, we might need to remodel the juice box. But apart from that, man, oh, man. You know, there's hot baseball, and then there's – the Rangers. Then there's yeah, there's the Rangers. I, so the other thing was, so when when Scherzer first came back in earlier in the series, it was Game Three, Game Three. Mm-hmm. When he first came back, I was like, mm, I was like, oh, this is what he do. He's a big postseason guy, and he came out in there, he got rocked. Mm-hmm. And you and I were on opposite ends of it. And then last night when I saw it, cause Sam from KTFM, he was like, Rudy, what do you think about tonight? I was like, I think Minnesota <laughs> wins. He's like, no baseball fool. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't like Scherzer starting because I, I believed in him in game three, and he get, went out there and got rocked. So I was like, I think the Astros, you know, I'm still pulling for the Rangers, but I think the Astros, there's just no way they lose all four games again at home. But he came out, got, what, first eight outs? He came out there and just did his job and got out the way. But the thing about it is when you have that type, when the bats are like, on fire like that, I, does it really matter who's on the bump? It does. Are you kidding? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, I, I th- I were think... the Astros ever going to score? Now, they did leave a lot of runners on base, but were they ever going to score 12 runs? No. No. I mean, you, you kept thinking it was possible. But right. now, a couple things. I, I think that the bat certainly helped Scherzer. I mean, the, the pressure certainly yeah, off yeah, you. Well, that's you what got, I'm saying. The pre- you got, and, you got to, you can you, breathe. But you've got to be a veteran to use that. And I think Max used his veteranness and right. a, a, and an arm that you know at, probably at eighty five ninety percent, um, just to veteran his way early on into a team that you had to keep a. It's like the the for, the fire that you you set out in the forest. You got to pour some water on it, and then you got to step on it. You got to kick it again. You got to pour some more water on it. I mean, you, that, that fire could kick up at any moment. Right. And they, to their credit, just kept coming. Um. The but numbers. This, we haven't seen anything like what Garcia did since I want to say they went back to like Johnny Damon 
Oh. 15 RBIs, four hits, two home runs, and a winner take all. Drive in, run, run in at least six consecutive games in the postseason. That's first player ever to do that, by the way. That, and again, I mean, it's, what do you do against a guy that's built like Cam Chancellor? <laughs> And angry. <laughs> and he's mad on top yeah, of that. Slamming bats down and stuff. <laughs> Somebody you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if MLB has him tinkling in a cup this morning. <laughs> like I know you headed to the World Series, but you if a dollars wakes up to a Wow, you're you're cynical. Like hey, you're man, so jaded. Come tinkle in this cup real quick, bro. You you one, you're yoked. He's been yoked, yeah. but you know, you slamming bats and yelling and screaming and flexing your muscles. He might have to pee in a cup this morning. And in, in the NFL, he would. Yeah, the NFL. If you have three touchdowns, they hey, they they tinkle test you. He tied for the major league record. Blah blah blah. Let me start this over on a Tuesday morning. He tied the major league baseball record with a home run in four straight games. That's a new one. First player all time with home runs and three RBIs in three straight playoff games. First player in postseason history with a home run after striking out four times earlier in the what? game. Hit a grand salami in game six. And he's the first player with four hits and two home runs in game seven. That was what was done last night <laughs> by Adolis Garcia, man. That, that's so, ridiculous. I mean, I guess it was already out of hand, but at what point do you not pitch to him, Dustin? Okay. Now what, let's what, start. What are, let's go. I hate kicking when they're down. But I coming into this, I felt like this at some one's point, for do you like walk him? Dusty. Like Dusty, you know, the rain you helped you got him through the storm. That you know, you you maintain the greatness of a decade. You, you did everything. This one is one you could put in your back pocket as I managed a good baseball team. We got them in the the last game of the regular. We get the title. Yada yada. This right. would be a perfect. Let's put it in a book on the mantle. And if he retired on uh, the first Friday in December or whatever, it, it, we would go complete career, bruh. Right. This kind of falls on Dusty. Now you have Whoa. to have, well, you have to have a perfect storm. For a guy to break, well, they left a lot of runners on yes. base too. That's not on. Dusty. No, he d he doesn't swing the right. bat, but he had a lot of, and they might have earned it. He had a lot of trust in some pitchers that just weren't up to the task. Just left a couple dudes in their way too long. And the Rangers, I mean, it, how many games did the Ray what like two, three games? They start off just on fire in the first inning. Like, what do you do? And you know, and you didn't start and. Uh, Pitching, your starting pitching wasn't the best. But uh, there were some times where you're like, why are you still throwing to I, I can't remember. Why are you still throwing at? I don't, like, I'm, I'm thinking football. Uh, I'm thinking basketball, baseball, hockey. I I don't remember a team being this bad at home. Yeah. I'm talking about any sport. Mm -hmm. Any sport. I, I don't remember a team being like this at home. It is like perplexing like yeah it's one thing to like lose a couple but all four in a seven game series and at the end of the day i've always said this if a team beats you four out of seven they're better than you so regardless if it was at home or if it was in arlington and i don't give a damn what you say astro fan they're just better than you they're better than you yeah it is in a, a seven game series tells no lies this isn't a one and done this isn't a win or go home this is a seven game series they're better than you settle this down year, gilbert you're starting a fire, Rudy. What did I start? Oh, about uh, you look like a juicer. That's what Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert Padilla on our YouTube feed. You're starting a fire. You're gonna have yeah. to go pee in a cup. You look a little angry there, yeah. Adolis. You should be happier. Gilbert says they had some pitchers that overachieved. Speaking of the Astros, kinda, and they have kinda. to regress back to a mean. Don't forget to subscribe to San Antonio yes, Sports on YouTube and press like on this video.
It's like it, let, it takes point four seconds. Point four. And there's food on the line. Wow, the food's already coming. He already got this. He already got to pay up. But go Rangers. Stroh's, y'all already have two World Series. Now, the thing about it is, Rob, can they finish the deal? Now, we they remember in 2011, they were one out away. Yeah. All right, it's one thing to be a game away. It's a whole other thing to be one out away and lose a World Series. Well, you know, you have to be hot to get there, and, right. and they are. I, I will say this. Uh, a week ago, I thought this was a skate for Philly. I thought, shoot, this team's flying, pitching's hot, they're putting balls in the in the parking lot. Yeah. And uh, to the D-backs credit, I haven't been watching any of this series, so I can't <laughs> – I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have no vested no, interest I there. I have not either, um, but I, I I hear they're in the game seven, and I hear it's right here on San Antonio Sports Star. So we had we Lakers. We had Lakers Nuggets, but we, we threw them the to 1250, and we're going to bring the baseball over here since it's a game seven. But um, – I'm gonna tell you this though, Rob. I know I know we've been having some fun with D backs and Rangers. But other than Philly and Texas, nobody cares about either series. No, no. This is uh unless you're just a flat out seam head. This is I a mean, baseball a, series, and that's why they're gonna a, they're no gonna No matter look at who it. it is. Well that dude, that's why you're right in the sense that, man, we love the underdog until the championship shows up. You're like, this is a bunch of dogs. I don't really there's right. no but um it's still worthy. Uh, by the way, Kansas City Royals did win a, a title in the last yes, decade. Yes, they did. Um, and the D-backs have a ring. They beat the Yankees in 03? Yeah, it's been a bit. But, yeah, they've 03, been there, too. Yeah. I, and I Luis, hope they Gar- Luis Garcia? Leroy, yeah. yeah, I remember bring that. Like those Garcia uniforms. Yeah. I just hope they bring the uh, brighter colors back. But uh, this is what you get when you get oh, the early upsets. Yeah. When you get this, this is what you get. So I think baseball seriously going to look at how diff- easy it is for oh, average teams to progress. I don't know how. We're going to figure that out. But we're also going to bless the football gods. Thank them yet again for Micah Parsons. Thank you, Micah. We love you, dog. He's living on the edge, and we'll talk about it next. He's Italian eva- a talent evaluator as well. Yeah, Micah, he, Micah has the innate ability to watch all the games while he's playing. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting <laughs> setup that he has in his closet. But we're going to hear from him next. Of course, the beginning of the NBA season tomorrow night. We're going to look closely at the Spurs, Mavs, the bigger NBA picture there. And, and Clarence is going to be here at 745. Or getting here at what, 745? 30. 730. Well, let's do this. Let's this is R&R. You're on 94.1. San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Quick programming note. We got your NLCS live tonight. Yes, we do. Right here. 630. Don't go nowhere. We got it for you. Get going at 630. Pledge will get you going early. Six to th- Who you want to play, Ranger fan? You want the D-backs? Oh, they want the or you D-backs. Want, I want, you, you should want the Phillies. You should want Bryce Harper, Adoles Garcia, like you know, let's 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 get some star, star power. Let's get some bats now, because I know Arizona. You know, I'm told they play really good defense and they play sound and they steal bases. And I I think the same about the Rangers. They play good defense, don't make mistakes, don't beat themselves. But 
I want to see Bryce Harper. He's a star. He's not like Mike Trout. He actually gets to the playoffs and shows up and does things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's no Mike Trout. He's no Mike Trout. He's no Kirk Cousins who shows up when it matters. Exactly. When the, the lights are brightest, and we're going to talk about Cousins' performance in a couple minutes as they took down the 49ers last night. Hey, San Francisco, how's it feel to be five and two? Huh? Huh? Yeah, San Fran. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Lin loading. <laughs> Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Jeremy Lin, loading. I don't know. Flash in the pan. load. Jeremy Lin mm-hmm. is on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Brock Purdy, MVP. You see, how, you see the stuff people say three, four weeks in is just so it's so insane. It was never. I don't give a damn how many games he had won in a row. He was never the MVP. He wasn't even the best player on the I'd give the MVP to Trent Williams. Before I gave it to Brock well, Last night, I think the argument went, is the MVP Debo or Trent? Because they were obviously I still think they go something. as McCaffrey goes. McCaffrey I still think played. he's more important. I know, but I still feel like he's more, he more like over time, I think he would be more important and, to them than Debo. And I'm not taking anything away from Purdy. But let's look at him no, in the same neither. light that we look at Dak and every other quarterback. Rough night. If you don't got your horses, it's really hard to win the race. I mean, and defense, they were in it. Defense got you the ball back twice at the end of the game, and he mm-hmm. threw two interceptions. That it is what it is, San Fran. You've been blessed with adversity. Forty Nine er fan, where y'all at today? Forty Nine er fan, y'all been y'all y'all been running your mouths because you can beat the Cowboys. That's that that's that's a low bar. <laughs> you know, wow. if, that, if that's if that's if, if San Francisco fan, if that's your claim to fame that y'all own the Cowboys, I, I feel for you because the Cowboys haven't. I'm the end. I'm not knocking the boys, but I'm just saying. Uh, if that's your claim to stardom and fame and like, oh, yeah, 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 we're, we're, we own the Cowboys. Well, good luck to you with that. What is that? What, what is that team done to, for you to hang your hat on that? Well, at least we own the Cowboys. Cool. That, now you sound like Texas and OU. You know, like as long as we beat the Cowboys, who cares what else happens? I want you, you to shouldn't ponder be that this way, question. 49er. I want you to ponder this question What's as up? we, uh, in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Which balloon looks most likely to burst <laughs> after this weekend? Okay. Miami or San Francisco? Miami. Miami, because when they, when Miami plays anybody that has a pulse. Front runners, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they're not, they're, man. Yeah, I would definitely. I'm still, I'm not about to write San Francisco off, but I am going to troll them. Because their their fan base, they're, they're, they're slightly annoying as well. Miami got some uh, explaining to do. They got some work to do. <laughs> some explaining. With the S S P A L I and some splaining. I went, I went all Cuban on that one. I went Ricky Ricardo, and yeah. I'm sorry. Some splaining. Some you got some splaining to do, Mister. Yeah. Uh, Micah was in his closet on uh, Monday night, and it was spectacular as always. Uh, first, uh, Micah is a man of many talents. You, you know, you edge rusher, uh, hand down stand up linebacker. I appreciate him. He's but... also a, a pretty good talent evaluator. Hmm. Uh, this is his thoughts on his arch rival Philadelphia Eagles, right? Is this, are they the arch rival? Oh, uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's listen to Mike and talk about the uh, the uh, trade that occurred inside of the NFC East. Kevin Byron bring to the Eagles defense. I think you get a ball hunter, right? You get a guy who's going to get after the ball, create turnovers for you. A guy's going to come downhill, not afraid. I've really got obviously an All Pro, Pro Bowl guy uh, with veteran leadership. I mean, you add in all of these vets into your back end, uh, truly special. And I think he can make more plays than Terrell Edmonds. Obviously, Bayer is at the end of his career, so giving up a fifth and a sixth is kind of tricky, uh, especially what? seeing the type of talent that a lot of teams been getting late in these rounds, right? The type of picks, undrafted guys, seventh round guys like Purdy, uh, 
and y'all know way more fifth and sixth phenomenal players that go in these rounds. Um, so you don't know about the two studs that these guys that the Titans could get out of those uh, two picks. Um, look at Woolen. He was a fifth-round pick. You just don't know uh, what you're going to get out of these guys. Um, so I, I believe it's, it's a very – I wouldn't say – the Eagles maybe, especially because the Titans probably are in tank mode. Um, they're trying to rebuild, obviously, letting go of Luan and um, – uh, Go on. Guys like that, and obviously training AJ Brown, and they might move him from Ryan Tannehill. So they need draft capital. Um, they thought about releasing Kevin Byard last year. So getting trade value, getting a young player out of it, is really good, and uh, that's what you want. Um, from from a team like the Titans, you want to get trade value. Um, they wanted to get his money off of them. So obviously, it's a good trade for both teams. Uh, that's Micah Ian Rappaport Parsons. Uh, Shout out to Micah. He's getting his reps. He's just getting his reps. He's getting ready for after. But then why are you getting mad at Rodney Harrison and uh, Bart Scott? Exactly. And, and, you know, why are you getting mad at these guys? You just basically said, hey, dude, buyers at the end of his career. There's no way you should have gave up a fifth and sixth for him. That's being critical. I thought you didn't want to be critical of players, Micah. Although much love to Tariq Woolen. Uh, he did give, he did give the birds up. He gave birds up some love. He brought up Woolen. Micah brought up fifth round draft picks. So, uh, again, nah, I, again, <laughs> thank you. To everything he just said, you, I Micah. agree with everything Micah said. I, stop I, it, Micah. I, I, yeah, but stop it. Now, now, the one where he went too far is the Chiefs. Yeah, he's a, he went know, too far about see, the Chiefs. See, here's the difference between that he has to learn. And, and this as a, uh, a radio lifer. I'm listening. You you get to be, and this comes, and I don't know why this is the case, but you're going to be pegged as a, as a thing when you get into talk radio or becoming a pundit. You're going to be one or the other. You're either going to be an Ian Rappaport, Wojnarowski, uh news source, where you're not giving, or opinions. you're going to be Scott yeah. Skip Bayless with your hot takes. You're gonna, and if you go one way or the other, you don't get to be both. He's going to be Skip. He ain't going to be. He sounds like, yeah, he wants to go the Skip Bayless route because this is his thoughts on the uh, Kansas City Chief football team that I watched. I thought he watched them too, but this is his thoughts on the Chiefs as he uh, sat in his closet. The Chiefs are definitely a top team, and I see that you guys are throwing the Chiefs out there. The Chiefs are very good, right? They're very well coached. I think the Chiefs are the most coached team in the National Football League. But the one thing, and I think that's what separated them in a Super Bowl, their experience, how well coached they are, their discipline. But if you look at what these teams have, I think all these teams have the potential to be better than the Chiefs. All those teams I named have way more talent than the Chiefs. They have more talent. But talent doesn't always be experience. Experience and knowledge is the greatest gift you could ever have. I think the four, the if the Eagles had the Chiefs' experience and knowledge of the game, they would have won the Super Bowl. But Philly, I mean, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes' mysterious, his knowledge, everything he brings to the game. He's a leader. But they don't have the same type of talent that these other teams have, and that's the only reason why. Yes, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey. Very special to see. Mm. Um, but um, I think Pacheco has been playing great um, as a running back this year. But who else in that offense do you truly fear, right? Who do you fear? Like when you play against the Eagles, you fear that Jalen Hurts is going to run. You fear that A.J. Brown's a deep deck. You fear Devontae Smith. You fear Dallas Goddard. 
you fear that O-line. I mean, DeAndre Swift. I mean, you 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 have to respect. I think people come into the Chiefs and say, I know we have to respect Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And you almost make the game plan, them two will have to beat us. And Travis has been able to do that. Their defense plays great together. They play great together. Um, they have Chris Jones. They have some young guys. Uh, but I but, don't think – and they play extremely well together. But, but I don't think they're more talented than these other teams. Uh, Micah Parsons on the Edge a podcast that he releases on his uh, live Monday nights. Right. Uh, a lot in there, and it's hard to disagree with a lot of what he said. I'm not, I mean, you know, that's your perspective. I think they're, uh, as Edwin put in pre-show, that's the best defense Mahomes ever had so far. We'll see. Got some doubt in your mind, huh? Uh, yeah, well, well I mean, I'm going to let it play that's out. A, that's a, they, they ball hawk with the best of them, and they get zero credit. Coming back, the 49ers defense, are they getting too much credit? I mean, that's two games in a row. They've kind of been moved on. Uh, we're looking at what the 49ers did and didn't do, and maybe give some more credit to the Vikings than they deserve. Uh, the NFL round the horn. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. Of course, we're talking about the Texas team going to the World Series after last night's Game 7. We'll also get you ready for the NBA season with Robert Ori. He joins us at 5.15. The Blitz live out of Texas Cheer Liquor number 6. Evans and Bulverde. Rudy, what time are you showing up? I'll be there. I'll be there. Evans and Bull Verde today for Texas Cheerlicker. Tomorrow, as the NBA begins the whirlwind Wimbayama run, uh, they will be live. Wimby. Out at the Rue. I bet that number 21 meal is going to be on. They're going to have the, uh, What's that? Oh, the that, Wild Blue uh, Burger. That weird the burger. Wimby. That weird burger they had. I think so. How do you not have that? You have to. For one, it was delicious. And two, it oh, you did get it. I you? did, of course. Uh, that's out at the Rue Pub tomorrow night. The Silver and Black open things up, and the Blitz will be live. Go see them, 281 and Redland, for your regular visit to the Rue Pub and the Angry Elephant. Angry. Uh, they got a full week. Elephant they, they, didn't they, quite they got a angry. full week. They got Texas Cheer, then Rue, then Anchor Bar. They got a full week. And then Gustafson Stadium for the Frito Pie of all Frito Pies. Back to the. So we get the studio to ourselves starting today. I'm trashing the place. Well, according to them, you do that anyway. Well, wait, wait till they get back. <laughs> They're out at the, at the Anchor Bar? On Thursday. That's, you know, that's the Chicago Bear headquarters and the Buffalo and, Bills. Well, it's head. the Bills Mafia, and that's why they're there yeah. Thursday, because the Buffalo plays some track. Who does Buffalo play Thursday? It's they're going to lose. Tampa. Tampa. They're going to lose to Tampa. No, they're going to beat that Tampa. That seems collapsing, man. Who, Buffalo? Yeah, I don't, there's problems. Yeah, I don't they know got, who they, they are. They got, they got trouble. Deep, deep, deep trouble. I don't think the 49ers are in trouble. They're just hurt. I don't think they're in trouble, they're but I hurt. do but I do feel like they the Russians cut. He bleeds. The Russians cut. He bleeds. Coming back. Hey, Clarence, he don't bleed, but he'll be here at 730. We're talking Spurs on the other side. The Mavs are coming, and the Wimby era begins. This is R and R, and you're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Rob 
Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the five oh. with a left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? We begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition, and we love Tuesdays as Clarence Hill Jr. stops by. He'll be here just a little after 7.30 as the Cowboys prepare for the fight in Puka Nakua's. And in the meantime, we're talking San Francisco. But first, Spurs get started tomorrow night. Yep. Mass come to town. Wimby's debut. San Antonio's going to be in a frenzy. I mean... First of all, let's go back to Friday night because you weren't here yesterday. They're playing the Golden State Warriors, and there was 90 seconds where I'm sure you lost your mind out there in the Bay. What did you think of Friday night? Oh, my God. Uh, Rudy, I, I hoped it would be good. We all hoped it would be good. Right. We didn't know it was going to be good. Man, it was everything that you thought Wimby could be. Right. He was that. And and you mentioned it, the 90-second clip that's floating around the inner tubes. That is just, <laughs> it is ridiculous. From the altering of shots to the hitting the, uh, down the baseline to the step-back three to everything. It, well, it wasn't a step-back three, but it was a nice job. Kind of sort of step-back. Yeah. Then the uh, behind the base, behind the backboard should have been an and one, which I'm keeping my eye on. And Vassell brought it up about a week and a half ago. Like, cause, like if he was like, Big, strong, and burly like Giannis or like LeBron, I could understand, but I wanted to see how they're going to officiate him. Like, are they really going to just let people beat him up because he's 7'4? Because he's mm-hmm. still 113 pounds. Because to, to me, it seems like they missed a couple of and ones on him, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm babying him. No, I think that there's some value into what you said because you get the fear that he's going to get treated like a big man in San Antonio. Like, ah, you're big enough. You should be able to handle the foul. Yeah, like Giannis and LeBron get beat up, and the, and, and the refs just let it happen because they're bigger and stronger than everyone. So uh, there might be some uh, rookie hazing, as it were, going on. But it is the debut. And while uh, Victor has been, you know, in the front and center ever since he was 12, this is the, uh, the you know, the achievement of a goal. I don't care who you are. Right. It does matter. And, of course, it helps to have a coach like Pop to guide you through all this. Pop spoke to the debut and the issues that go along with being a young superstar. Well, you know, in all transparency, every year has new people, new bodies on your team. And to see how they're going to react and how they're going to play when the lights go on is always uh, anticipated with uh, a lot of attention and we're looking forward to you know watching Victor in his first real NBA game real what's real NBA game so what was Friday fake yeah it doesn't count I saw I saw Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Well, that's right, you did. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I mean, help me out. No, I know what he means. Yeah, but it is real, and you know, despite this time, it counts. Despite everything, this is a 19 year old guy that is realizing a dream. And, but I mean, it's just one of those things. Like you've already he's he's known since he was 14. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm just preparing for this day since he was 14. That's what I'm saying. If it is less than, 
No, don't do that. I'm no, no, saying, no, no, no. You said you wasn't. You said you were going to hold him to the expectations, Rob. Don't back I off am. now. I'm going to judge him by his first week, though. I'm going to give him three to make two. <laughs> you know, I am. Because here's the problem. He's looked so good. There's no way it can stay the same. That's like, what we look when when LeBron hit the court versus the Sacramento Kings that night. I was front and center. I was I, I was watching because I was like, okay, let me see what this is gonna happen. And he came out and he did. Mm-hmm. Like again, other than Bryce Harper, I can't think of anybody uh, and Tiger that's lived up to the hype like LeBron. Wimby is right there with that. Now, now, I'm not saying that he's going to be those guys. I'm not saying he's going to have four titles like LeBron. I'm not saying he's going to have, you know, the the career that Tiger had. But as far as expectations are concerned, he's right there. I know. I I, I, I got to see if he's going to live up to it. Because again, LeBron's first game, he came out on fire, and he ain't never looked back. Same with Tiger. Hello, world. So. Let's see if Wimby can fall into that category of guys that can live up to the hype. Because this hype, because of social media, the social media era we're in, let's see if he can do it. But don't run from it, Rob. He's going to be all right. I'm not going to run from it. Uh, He's going to be all right. But we thought he was going to – I keep going back to – I knew he was, you know, everything. But I didn't know he'd be this. He's. It just seems like there's – he's about six months ahead of where I thought he was going to be. Now, is the rest of the team going to be six months ahead? Yes. We talked a lot yesterday about how what they're doing defensively and Pop how loved what they're doing defensively. And when the best player, depending on who you ask, if you ask me, I'll still roll with Vassell. But if your best player, Wimby, is playing the defense that he's going to play, you only it's going to be everybody else just has to follow suit. They were the worst defensive team in the NBA last by year. By design. And, oh, absolutely by design. <laughs> you can't be that bad unless you're trying. <laughs> right. And then on top of that, they were the worst basketball, worst in a couple of stats in the modern NBA era as far as defense goes. Yeah. So when you extrapolate that bad by design, and then you add in a shot blocker, the likes of which uh, we haven't seen enter the league maybe ever. Well, um, well tomorrow, and we're going to talk about it more tomorrow, but I, what I'm going to do is eat. YouTube chiming in. G. Glenn says his team, J. Glenn says his team don't play defense. Wimby might get 40. Let's say that happens. I'm not going to get too high. And if he, and if he has a bad shooting now, I'm not going to get too low. Cause if you're talking about, you know, if you want to nitpick, I don't like the four rebounds. I mean, yeah. a seven four. And I know y'all are playing get up and down transition basketball, but I need 10 rebounds from you. And the three point percentage hasn't been where I thought it would be. But again, it's early and he'll get better. You know, I, I want to say against Golden State, he was two for seven. I think that's right. Yeah. So yeah. the the, the three point percentage hasn't been where it's supposed to, where I thought it would be. But again, last year I think with the Mets ninety two, I want to say he shot around thirty percent for them. So it wasn't like he was this lights out shooter. And I think he's going to continue to evolve as a shooter. So no matter what happens this first couple of weeks, I'm not going to get too high. If he comes out and every game looks like what it looked like Friday night, Rob, I'm not going to get too high, but I'm not going to get too low. I'm just going to fall right in the middle and just let the season play out. But I still think they're going to win a lot more games than I thought they originally originally would. Bet the over on yes. wins and the over on Wimby blocks per game. This is Pop on what he expects from his team in game one. Every situation is different, as you might guess, just logically. Uh, and I don't compare players or those kinds of situations. The, uh, the base part of it is... It's the first game of the season. Everybody's excited. 
Uh, it'll probably be a little bit of an erratic game for a little while because everybody will be trying to do their best. And usually that doesn't work out. Uh, but then as the game goes along, I think both teams uh, will look more like what they've practiced for the last couple of weeks. So, uh, we're, we're excited, but we know it's a long season. And uh, we're just concerned about carryover from practice to the game. Greg Popovich yesterday as they prep for game one of the Wimby era home right here in our beautiful Frost Bank Center. Blitz will be live out at the Rue Pub. It's an interesting choice you have. I think I'm going to be in person for this one. What, Rue? Wednesday no, night? I think I'm going to be down at the – Oh, I want to say I was there. Oh, okay. Oh, well, his, his first ever game. I want to say I was there. And I want to say that I was there a lot. This We're on the precipice of what just feels like it just could be a sweet season. What's sweet? Just you know when you it's NBA, the NBA starts tonight, so we will get the whole back to predictions, and I guess we'll get to a little bit later. But be thinking about what you think sweet is. Yeah, is sweet a well, six seed? Well, a seven, eighth, just the play in. It's possible, man, and I'm not going to say well, likely yet, but it's possible. And the, the reason I say sweet is you cannot be as successful as you want to be and still be viewed a success in a season like this. Sweet. You cannot you cannot Say that make, again. you cannot be as successful as you think you're going to be mm-hmm. and still be viewed a success in oh. a season like this. Gotcha. Because even if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to be so much better. Even if they don't make the playoffs, they're I'm taking that next step. I think I think you're giving them an out. But they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, because that's not yeah, because you know, a couple weeks ago, even your son said, Hey man, I think you're a little hard on them. A couple of weeks ago, you're like, hell no, I want it now. I don't want to wait. They're I think they should the be playoffs, better right man. now. I'm we're... saying it. If Wimby plays 65 games, plus, I'm just gonna say the 65. He ain't gonna lose more games than he wins. He's going to be he, over 500. If they're gonna by be, himself. I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you like this. If they're gonna be what we what we expect, if they're gonna be a playoff team, he's gonna have to play close more, a lot more closer to 82. Yes, because if he only played, let's say they just cut no, him off I, right I at sixty-five. That's seventeen games he's going to miss that they're not going to win. No, they're probably. Well, I think they're capable, but I will say this: of those sixty-five that I expect him to play, they're going to win thirty-five of them. Well, that's only thirty-five and thirty. That's if you win thirty-five games, you're in a play-in. You are. You're in the midst Look, of the play. I, I think he's going to play. I think he'll miss 10 games. I think he'll play around 72 games. If he's not hurt, obviously. Uh, yes. But I think he'll play about 72 games, which is, to me is a is a good number. If we get 72 games, they are they are a seeded playoff team. More mark the tape, Edwin. Mark the tape. If they get 72 games. I think they could be an eighth seed. They're a seeded playoff team. I think they team. could be an eighth seed. And I do. That is not going too far we'll continue to look at that no there are the odds on favorites and we'll talk about the rest of the league as everybody had to lock in contracts and the freak got paid a couple third year options got worked for the spurs mm-hmm. malachi blake and jeremy all got their third year options worked and did some two ways and some yeah the- little a little bit of house cleaning just a little bit i, I call this a little tidying it up Serge Jabari got a two-way. Congratulations to UT product. Anybody named Sir is okay with me. And uh, what says uh, Big Man Barlow is the other two-way deal. We'd like to congratulate them both. I was looking at the roster breakdown. Uh, There are six dudes on this team, 6'10 or better. And if you want to count Sohan as a five, which, you know. But they uh, all play 6'8". 
Not all. Well, there's a problem. You're exactly they they rebound like they're six yeah. eight. <laughs> but that's you, why I need Wimby to stop leaking out. Well, I need Wimby. To, Wimby, I'm gonna need you to hit the glass. I I like you in transition because you are unstoppable in transition because you're at half court. You're two dribbles from dunking. So I like you in transition, but I would also like to not get my head beat in every night on the glass. Well, let me tell you something. There's a reason why there's five other dudes that are six ten or better on this <laughs> roster because he ain't gonna be down in the paint. Victor going to be leaking. Cherry picking, as they used to say. See, uh, way by the come on. You can't be 7-4 cherry picking, you Rob. Grab it that don't make no sense. Up. Are you kidding? How hard would it be to overthrow Wimby on a fast break? No. Just grab it and throw it high. But That's if I don't get do. the damn rebound, there I, can't le- I can't leak it to him. And when we lose, they will lose because the it board. was the board. Right. So that will be the issue. We'll right. continue talking Spurs, but... First and foremost, the NFL rounding into form as the 49ers have come back to the pack. Are the Cowboys ready to get closer? Are the 49ers exactly who many thought they were? More to talk about in the ramifications of a Viking win last night. The NFL gumbo's hot. Don't go nowhere. We're talking about it next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1, a San Antonio sports star. Good morning, everybody. Coming up later on The Blitz, we're going to react to that big ALCS last night, a Texas team in the World Series. We're also going to talk about the NBA season with Robert Ory. That's right, big shot Bob. He's going to join us at 515. Indy Kalu at 330. We're going to be live out of Texas Cheer Liquor number six, Evans and Bull Birdie. Hey, Rudy, how about those Bears? Stupid win. Uh, you know, I love that intro. It was apropos. Yeah, it was a stupid win. Welcome back to R. Well, the good news is everybody else wants stupid this week, yeah. too. As uh, R&R continues on a Tuesday morning, he's Rudy, I'm Rob, and uh, we got NFL cooking. And as we kind of round our way through the first quarter poll. Yeah. You know, third, first third. No, I know what you mean. Um, th- things are starting to take shape. Uh, the 49ers still good, though they lost last night. Two in a row. Uh, Purdy is human. Um, the 49ers, who'd have thought if you lose the best left tackle in the game and the best multi-threat wide receiver running back in the game, things get a little bit tougher. A little bit tougher. A little bit, but, you know, they have lost two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Now that's three picks in two weeks for Brock Purdy. That's stuff that, you know, we, we get on Dak about. But Dak is in his eighth season. Purdy's only in his second, so I won't hold him to those standards. But losing to Kirk Cousins in prime time is an all-time low. That's a bad. And let's talk about that. Should we be giving more credit to the Vikings for doing something at home that they that at the beginning of the th- of the season we kind of expected this from them or was this just a a 49ers wide receiver if you've done one more rep in the weight room, one more bit of workout you hold on to that pass, it doesn't uh, DB you hold DB, on to it. Yeah. You don't get it wrestled away, they score a touchdown, maybe you win that football game despite no, looking my, as bad as you did. I'll tip my cap to the offensive line. You yeah. didn't give up you didn't give up a sack to that defensive line that's that's highly impressive and i you know i i, for, I had forgotten but he got a couple of nice pressures randy gregory he uh, i forgot the 49ers picked him up it, I, I feel at some point this season he's going to have a couple of big games for them that make a difference but he runs hot yeah that's what it that's the thing sometimes he's ready sometimes he's not but i'll tip my captain minnesota that's mm-hmm. a great win you know that again so you know they lost to the browns and now they lose to the vikings two games you probably think they shouldn't lose but it's hard to win in the NFL, man. I don't care who you are. The Bears get a win. Detroit oh gets pantsed. The Vikings. Yeah, a little humble pie. What happened? To, to who? Detroit? Now, I know Detroit's on the road, and I know they've been riding a wave, and it feels like like the 49ers um, 
Maybe they're a little tired. Maybe it's you know they're getting you know around in the bed and waiting nah, for that bye that, week. But that's a Lamar's Lamar. I was the the thing I was most impressed with was Lamar's patience in the pocket. He sat in the pocket a few times against Detroit in the past where he takes off running. I'm talking about he delivered the ball and took some hits. So he's still taking the hits. Now he's just taking them in the pocket. But I, I got to give him props, you know, and maybe that he and Munkin are finally getting mm-hmm. on the same page after six, seven games now. So the, the Baltimore looked good. Kansas City looked good. I don't know what to think of the NFC right now. You know, I, I there's Detroit that coming off an embarrassing loss. The Eagles got back up off the schneid. The 49ers have lost two in a row. Dallas is Dallas. The NFC playoffs should be interesting because I think there's nobody right now, the right. way as it sits today, that I could just be like, oh yeah, that's the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I can't, I can't tell you that. Not, not as it sits today. That's a, it's a fluid situation. I, I will say that it, it appears at least on one game, and I hadn't paid that much attention to Baltimore, but that's a team that looks like they are headed toward a kind of a playoff groove, right? Or Detroit was just a little overrated. I don't think as good as the Vikings looked last night. Uh oh, they're going to have to do a lot to be a wild card. They're not going to catch Detroit. Yeah, I heard Chris Canty. He know he he let, he put his line in the sand and said, "Hey, Vikings are going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a wild card team." But with such mediocrity running throughout the NFC, I see them working. Now, I this is tongue in cheek. And there is a certain amount of uh, Gardner Minchu-ness to him. But so Tyson Bagent, or Bagent, how did I say his name? Yeah. Dude, I saw him in preseason. There's something about this guy. I'm not saying he's an NFL starter. But there's something about him that he lives on the edge. And I appreciate a you guy like... the Bears back up? Yes, him? man. I watched him play in preseason. This guy came from nowhere. He was playing at yeah, it's, Bo Diddley Tech. Yeah, undrafted free agent. And I, like, there's something to it. It just That just goes to show how bad Justin Fields is. That you think, Doesn't it? That you think that Bajent's 163. <laughs> it's not the output. There's just let you know how bad Fields is. Watching him play right. that at the very least... As a Bear fan, I'd rather see that than feel. Yeah, it's bad. So maybe there's some Gardner Minshew to it. Maybe there's a couple more ugly or imperfect wins. That thumb will be hurt longer than we thought. Uh, (laughs) Coming back, we talked to our favorite, Claire Till Jr., the Fort Worth Star-Telegraph, joins us. Cowboys getting back to work tomorrow. Clarence gets back to work next. Hold on. Here he comes. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It is hard to be upset on a Tuesday morning when you got Clarence Hill Jr. to speak with. It's that time of the week we'd like to welcome on our favorite from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Clarence Hill Jr. Hey, man, you spent too much time in Houston. You cursed him. <laughs> I didn't curse him. I didn't curse no. him. I like Houston, but you know I'm, I'm all in on that Dallas Houston rivalry, and so yeah, we're we're enjoying this in the Metroplex right now. Oh, I know it's I know it's going crazy up there. Tickets and they're about to get going. I, who y'all want? Y'all want Philly or y'all want the Diamondbacks? Uh they just want anybody. <laughs> they know? just want in. I right? think it'd be great if 
that this won't end. This won't win a title. I think it, it'd be great to play Philly because the Cowboys are playing the Eagles in a couple of weeks. Oh, and, I and see. So you. I see you. That would be coincide cool. Coincide the same time, you know. You know, Dallas, Philly, North Texas, Philly, the same. You know, this Texas Philly rivalry, yeah, that, 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 that will go right hand in hand. Feels appropriate as Clarence Hill Jr. joins us. Cowboys coming off the bye week, prepping for a, a Ram team that, uh, you know, they, they, there's some talent there. Best uh, rookie in the NFL right now, in my mind. Puka Nakua. Uh, tell us Sorry, about the Cowboys, uh, you know, off week. Uh, what's the expectations as they get busy again tomorrow? You know, it's about the Rams, but it's also about the next six games. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote about that today in the start to look. I mean, the first six games, they have four uh, road games, and, and, and I'm sorry, yeah, four road games and two home games. Right. You know, and they, they turned it four and two, and I think if we went at start of the season, I think we'd, most people would accept it four and two. Because you, you, yes. you know, you thought, you know, you had to, you had, you, you had the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, you had, you know, those teams, and you would have accepted four and two. You don't like the fact that you lost to the Cardinals. And that's what after it started, but you would have accepted four and two to start the season. You know, and, and now you have four of the next six games, uh, at home. And this is really the time where the Cowboys need to make some hay between now, between this, uh, Rams game and the Seattle game, which is a week after Thanksgiving, uh, before they have another 10 day break and then they get ready for the final five games of the season. Right. The Cowboys need to go to me five and one, if, if not six and zero, oh, but certainly five and one. You have the Eagles. You need to go five and one. I mean, I mean, you outside of you know this game against Philadelphia and then that in that bookend game I'm talking about against Seattle. Who do you have to play? You got the Rams, who are yes, they're they're a tough team, but the Cowboys are you know they're ten and one at home. You know under Mike. I mean, no, I'm sorry, they're not ten and one at home. They won ten straight games at home. Okay, got you. You know, they won 10 straight. They, they've dominated home. You got the Rams, uh, after the Eagles game, which is going to be a tough game on the road. That's, you know, uh, you, you, you say, well, maybe the Philadelphia should win it on the road, but they got Cowboys get Philly, uh, back at home in December. But after that, you got Carolina. Yeah, it's time um, to get fat. You got the Giants. Yeah, it's time to get fat. Yes. It's, it, you know, you you these these are the games you have to win. You have to put in the bank. You should have baked that Carolina win. You're gonna need these in December when you have those tough games against, you know, Detroit and 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 Eagles and in Miami. But this is the time to really get fat, as you say, and and put some games in the bank. And, and it starts with this Rams team, which is a game team. But this Rams team is not special. No. You know, you should beat them in Dallas. Right, I agree with that, Clarence. Um, does you know? I don't know what happens, but Philly's definitely shaking the trees. You know, they went and got Julio Jones. They went and traded for Bayard. Does that make the Jerry and Steven overreact and feel like they have to make a move? I know they brought in last Wednesday, they brought in eight players, four linemen, two tight ends, and two linebackers. Are, are you you see anything happening before the trade deadline with the Cowboys? Well, bringing in guys off the street and trading for guys who can play is two different things. Right. Let's, 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 let's not equate. <laughs> right. Let's not equate bringing bringing dudes off the street just to you know turn the bottom of the roster uh, with what the Eagles did. And you know I don't think the Cowboys should react to what the Eagles did. I think okay. the Cowboys should react to 28 years of not getting to the Super Bowl and 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 overturning every leaf to get make your team a Super Bowl contender. You know that that's been my issue with the Cowboys. Even in the off season, you know, quit trying to, you know, 
bargain basement shop when you haven't won since 20 in, in 28 years. Quit trying to worry about balancing mm. the budget. And well, I need to sign Micah in two years, and I need to sign CD in three years, and I need to do this down in three years. So I can't really spend money and go get these guys with Thank the upper win right. now. Thank you. I mean, Don't no other now. team has proven it. You that, know what I'm well, Clarence, you, you bring it up. No <laughs> other team has proven that you can just swing for the fences, spend everything you got, and hope for the best more than the Rams. I mean, the Rams, they did everything they could to get to the Super Bowl, and they got it. Now, they're kind of paying the price, but that's what they did. I see no reason why the Cowboys wouldn't swing for it. We, we know that Tennessee's a seller. I mean, would they, do you see them making a call and maybe looking for a Derrick Henry or somebody like that? I know you're gonna bring. Well, I mean, I gotta be real. (laughs) Gotta be real. And and what kills me? These fans, these so-called, you know, cap experts, right? uh, Who say, well, they can't trade for him. They have this cap figure. No, they don't. I mean, the the cap figure is based. A lot of times, the cap figure is based on the signing bonus money. So, you know, like I know, I threw out there last week about them going after the receiver in um, a. the Raiders, uh, right. the, oh, from Do- Green Bay, like, Devontae yeah. Adams. You know, Devontae Adams, and they were talking about his cap figure. Well, his cap figure is based on the signing bonus money. That's money that's already been paid. That's money that the Raiders have to eat. His cap figure, the only thing the Cowboys have to deal with is his base salary, not his, his that, that, prorated, that prorated cap figure that the Raiders have to eat because they paid the signing bonus money. And the same thing will be on King Henry's contract or whoever else's. So it, it's not as, as uh, uh, the hindrance is not what people think right. it is from, from a no. financial standpoint when you trade for those guys, for sure. You know, whether they go for a king here again, they need to improve this team. They have, yes, you need, you, you could use help at running back. You could use help at receiver. You could use help certainly at linebacker. You don't have great linebackers, especially without Leighton Van Der Esch. You didn't have great linebackers when you had Leighton Van Der Esch. And so you're playing a safety at linebacker. You're going to get bullied at some point because you're too small at linebacker. You know, you could use help at cornerback. I just think the Cowboys, you know, just don't need to head into this trade deadline saying we like our guys, you know. You you liking your guys is not going to get you to liking the Super Bowl. Anything to this Zach Ertz stuff? I saw that floated. Is that fan? Is that fan driven? I know. And again, at, and a couple on that because it's two questions. Is anything to the Zach Ertz rumors? And are they getting from Ferguson what they thought they would when they were cool with walking away from Dalton Schultz? Well, first of all, I don't think there's anything to the Zach Ertz rumors, but but, okay. but you know that, that's fan driven right okay, now. Cool. But, it's not just Ferguson. It's really more about Schoolmaker. You know, he second round catch. pick. Yeah, second you know, round pick. Yeah, it, it's, it's really about what you haven't gotten from Schoolmaker, and then for them to say, "Well, they're good blockers in the run game." <laughs> what run game? What run game? So, yeah, you're not. I mean, listen, anybody that thought that. That, that, that Ferguson was going to somehow be an all pro tight end after just because he had made a couple of catches and he got a cool granddad was, was, was really smoking that, that weed in the backyard. And the same thing with, and, and then you thought Schoolmaker, this guy, he's a blocker at Michigan and he can catch the ball and he can be versatile. He hasn't shown much at all. And, and, you know, that's one thing that I've said, you know, I've talked, we've talked about not having a, a tight end mismatch, a guy that can make plays. You know, you, you, you don't have that at tight end. And they're nice guys and nice players, and they're, they're going to be good, decent pros. But, you know, they're not mismatches. They're not difference makers. They're not plus players at the position. 
Clarence Hill Jr. joining us for his weekly stop by. Make sure you're reading all of his stuff at the Fort Worth Star Telegram. And in your latest, you did talk. Uh, well, uh, you have been talking about the opportunity to go get somebody. This is a facetious question, but I, I kind of got to do it. Given where the, the the Dallas sporting world is right now, with the Rangers obviously going to be in a World Series here for the next week, you got the Mavericks kicking off the season, starting anew. Uh, does Jerry, is he in the position maybe just to make some waves, just to make a move, to make a move, to just to make yourself noteworthy? Well, I mean, first of all, the Cowboys don't need to make moves to be noteworthy. Well, that's I, the issue. I agree, that's the but problem. I mean, they, they stay noteworthy. They stay, you know, they, they, right. they're the number one, you know, valued franchise in sports across the world. They get talked about everywhere. They, they the problem <laughs> is they're too noteworthy and, and they've done nothing to be noteworthy to a certain extent. But, you know, so I don't think that what the Rangers have done, you know, certainly the excitement of Mavs still trumps the interest in the Cowboys. They don't need to make moves to be nowhere. They need to make moves to win. I mean, the Rangers, again, have been in three Super Bowls, uh, three World Series since the Cowboys last been in the Super Bowl. The Rangers, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Mavericks have been the two uh, NBA Finals, you know, since the Cowboys last won the Super Bowl and winning one. I mean, those are the issues. I mean, they haven't won. You know, they need to do what they need to do to win in my book, you know, and, and, and so that, that's where it is, you know, the, the attention is there. The attention is not going to, you know, drop just because, you know, these p- people love to talk about the Cowboys, even though I, I'm glad we bring this up right quick. Let me bring this up. Purdy don't look so pretty, does he, when, when he don't have a lead. <laughs> exactly. Or Thank a left you, tackle. Now, we that, finally it, agree on it, something. It, it, but, but like I was telling the guys yesterday, you know, he, they don't. The, the formula in San Francisco has not been Purdy being great. It's been Purdy being put in a great situation because the players around him because they have a great defense. And but you know everybody, well, oh, he's so perfect. He doesn't throw interceptions. Yeah, but make it, put him in a situation where you have to make plays. You know, and, and and so it's unrealistic thing that quarterbacks don't turn the ball over. That's what's so crazy. The quarterbacks turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts has turned the ball over. They turn, but people with his deck, it's like, how dare he? You know, that's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. No, but it's, it's a fact. It's ridiculous that people went so crazy about Dexter Interception last year. I mean, it, it's stupid because we didn't go crazy about the guy who led the league in Interception the year before. Yeah, I agree. You know, but, you know people, people are going to, quarterbacks going to throw interceptions. But again, you know, again, put these quarterbacks in a situation where you have to put the team on the back and have to make plays. And it ain't always so purdy. Okay. <laughs> so purdy. I got Man, now, look, Clarence, I know you have a good rapport with Micah. So when are you going to pull him to the side and say he can't win this He can't win this media fight. And I know you fighting it with him because I know I I follow you. I'll be seeing your tweets about how how the media overanalyzes and overscrutinizes the Cowboys. And I think both of you and Micah are right. But But, Micah can't win that fight, Clarence. He can't win that fight against the media. First of all, you know, the funny thing is, you know, we were at an event a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and Michael was, you know, speaking to me, Michael was talking to these kids, and these kids started going in on Dak Prescott, and Mike <laughs> told them, Michael told them to stay off social media. Where'd you get this from? <laughs> Keep your kids off social media. And somebody hit me up and said, will somebody tell Michael to stay off social media? Can he take his own advice? Yes. <laughs> but know, I like it because it gives us content. Media. But no, he gets right. He's great. He gives us content, but... You know, he, he's, Micah, I, I don't, it's hard to talk to Micah because I try to tell him, first of all, those aren't me. I've talked to him like, quit trying to equate 
those guys with media. That's not media. Because he, he went on radio last, or not radio, but he went last week and talking about, well, that's why I didn't talk to the media last week because what those guys are saying. So he punished us because of wow. that, which is silly. Because we're that those are not real media. Those are talking heads just that ESPN is entertainment. You know, but 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 Michael, you know, again, we love Michael as a football player. We love him as a media person because he says good stuff for us. But Michael don't always see things like they should. Like he was on his show yesterday, uh, Monday. You know, he hadn't talked to us in two weeks, but he has this thing on, on Bleach Report. He actually said that Travis Kelsey is playing better because of the pretty woman in the stands, yeah, like Taylor Swift. He did. I'm like, dude, the dude won two Super Bowls, was locked for Hall of Fame, but we even talked about Taylor Swift. Stop acting like Taylor Swift has made Travis Kelsey better. Well, he's playing better because of the woman in the stands. He got a pretty woman. That's stupid. It doesn't hurt. It don't, but it is not. I ain't got nothing to do with it. He was already a Hall of Famer. Considered the best tight end in NFL history right. with two Super Bowl rings before Taylor Swift showed up. Amen. That doesn't feed the narrative, Clarence. We need the see, um, we need the Swifty lightning you, strike. You can't, you can't rail against the narrative, then, then then also buy into a BS narrative yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Come on, Michael. Be better. Hey, Clarence, real quick, let's the Cowboys gonna beat the Rams. So let me ask you this. Sark, he got a decision to make. Now I heard a lot about Malik. I know you're a big Horns fan, but are are the powers that be and the people that write the checks, are they going to force him to go arch? Stop it. Well, stop thank you, it. Clarence. Thank well, look, I wanted, to be, you. I wanted to be Malik. I'm just asking you. I'm just, no, you sound like those people, because there were people who argued me last year, Archer's going to come in and start as a no. freshman. He's going to take Quinn's job. No, I'm just saying, there, there's no forcing. I mean, are you if, serious? If, if there's no forcing? At UT? Why would there be forcing? Clarence, are you you really so you really believe to tell me that all these people at UT that spend millions of dollars no, don't want to see believe, Arch? What I believe to tell you, what excuse me, what I believe to tell you is that the Manning family did not send him to Texas to force him on the field and be a savior as a freshman. Okay, they they believe they they want him to be, they like Sark, they want him to be developed, they want him to have a college experience. There's no pressure uh, to force him on the field. Okay. You know, if he if he he may play, if Malik think, don't yeah. get it done because that's that's the natural order of things, you know. But but Malik is number two for a reason because Malik has been better in practice. But if Malik, I mean, this season is you know everything is important right now. This, this team is trying to win a title, uh, trying to get into into the playoff, and and so they they have to win these games. And if and if he does, and Malik does not perform. Then Archer get a chance to play, but I, I'm, I'm challenging the word "forcing" on the field because of his gotcha. name. Okay, oh, well that, said. That, I, that's, I, that, 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 that's 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 not part of the equation. I think Texas is set up for the perfect situation. I think they're favored to win in most of these games. You're going to get both quarterbacks. I think for the rest of the year. I don't see any reason to rush Arch back until they got a nice healthy lead. Let him play it from the. From the well, front for a little while. Healthy lead. They, they wouldn't get no healthy leads with Quinn. Now, well, oh, but before we let you go, I, I want you to talk. Well, what do you think of Quinn? I mean, is he an NFL quarterback? I don't know. See, he has all the measurables. I don't know if he has it. And 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 and, and I question his IQ right now because the the you know he ran into a, a wall of four guys against OU and fumbled. He mm -hmm. ran, you know, you know, ran into a guys in the Houston game. What are you doing? 
You know, you're the team is trying to win. You're, you know, yes, you lost some weight, and yes, you were more mobile than you were last year, but you're not being smart, putting yourself in harm's way to get injured. Now, he didn't get injured this time on the run, but it was after he got he took the sack into the shoulder and he ran into some guys. Like, what are you doing? And and beyond that, his play, I have not seen him. I have not seen him lift this team. He's made plays, most of the plays, you know, are. The offense is one read, and you throw the ball to this guy, and, and I really haven't seen him scan the field and and and, and really make plays as a quarter. But those, so he has the measurables, he has the arm. I just haven't see, he's seen, you know, top level play from him as a quarterback. That's what I think. Again, we're going by Clarence Hill Jr. Fort Worth Star Telegram. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and everywhere else. Why? You know, it was. I don't know if y'all could see it from where y'all were sitting at the game, well, versus the Chargers, Clarence. But from home, they kept panning to McCarthy. And he just looks and acts and has this look of anxiety on his face like he's coaching from a hot seat, which I don't think he is. I've never seen him that, to me, what felt like nervous and under pressure. Yeah, I, I think he's called. I don't know if you talk about this year and past year. I'm talking about this, this year. year. The first time. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I've I've kind of tried to decipher McCarthy. I mean, it's pressure, but I don't think that he's on the sideline, you know, with, with bubble guts because he's he's, he's uh, under <laughs> pressure, and then that, that's affecting his play calling and anything else. I mean, it's urgent. Yeah, this this offense, this this is on him. You know, this you know, and, and that game, that Chargers game was huge. You know, after that loss, so there was certainly some anxiety that we got to get this done, and and every play matters, and. And all those decisions matters, and then, and then unlike you know when when Kellen Moore's come plays, they're all on him. Mm. Is that so reflected? That, that game was that, that, that game was urgent. Was, was that urgent. reflected? Uh, you talk about the urgency. Was that re- reflected in the just taking the field goal instead of not going for a touchdown there late in first? Mm. Well, I, I I think you know as McCarthy told you, I'm trying to win the game. Everything I make, you're trying to win the game, and and and, and stuff like that. I, I think that he. Yes, I I think that he he is conservative, you know, and he he tries to make the right football play, and 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 I think that he wanted to make sure they got the field goal and and, and weren't going to chance an interception. I think that did the right now he's risk adverse mm-hmm. to a certain extent in in, in certain situations because you know he's trying to yeah he's trying to do what he can to win, but yeah it, it it was urgent. I mean after that loss and you know you just imagine they lose to the Chargers and come to this bye week what we what we would be talking about, yeah. and so. uh they did what they did do to win the game. I, I think that the the offense has a chance to get better, you know, and, and we'll see. Uh, but uh, so yeah, it, it's urgent for McCarthy. It's urgent for everybody. I mean, the careers will be decided. You know, futures will be decided based on this season. Yeah, I think it's an easy decision to make at the halftime when you know, you know, you your quarterback isn't that guy. I think it's an easy decision. <laughs> Wow! Wow! I'm not even. I'm not taking the bait. Wow! Gonna, that was a poke in the eye, right on the end. I'm messing with you, see. I'm messing with you, see. Not gonna drop me outside. So I'm not gonna fall for the hard count. I'm, I'm messing with you, see. No. <laughs> he is Clarence Hill Jr. You, man. Make sure you're following every bit of his stuff on the X's and on the socials. Uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it's always you, a pleasure. Clarence. All right, thank you, guys. Right, Clarence man. Hill, Jr. Um, <laughs> he said, I'm not jumping off. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him a hard count to close it out. Hey, come on to the other side. We are going to talk about the situation that UT finds itself. Oh, because yeah, we have to. I don't know if this is the ideal situation or the worst possible situation because it feels a little bit of both. 
you do have the luxury of three legitimate D1 quarterbacks, at least two. We know that Malik can play. So you, you, there is the potential of a national championship on the fringes. How much should they wait on yours? Is it worthy of that? And should you see Arch debuted? It seems about time. We're talking football that's right around the 40 acres, just around the corner. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. It's R&R in the morning. Good morning, good morning. You messed up my good morning. That's the, man, my guy's going through it, man. I'm, fine, all right? I'm here, man. I'm you here. sure. I'm here. We're here. We're moving along, dude. I'm Rob. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go a few rounds if this is a bug. It better not. We're gonna have to go a few rounds, dog. I'm telling you right now. What the hell? I, I had to come in because I wanted to talk to Clarence. <laughs> I needed some clarification on some things, like whether uh, Sark uh, should play Arch Manning. The, this is such an interesting situation. This hour here on R and R, we're looking at uh, college football okay. uh, right now. The Rangers um, keep moving on. We'll look back at what we saw last night in the record-setting for performance from my idol. Who's your idol? Adolis. Adolis. My idol, Adolis. He has just recently supplanted my other Listen. idol. Who was your Altuve? Other? Yeah. Now, yeah. Last year I was rocking with Altuve. This year I'm Adolis. What do you call a rocket that does not come down? I uh, don't know. Adolis Garcia. There you go. (laughs) That works. Good one, Chris Gonzalez. That works. (laughs) Um, Boy, they had to to rely on some uh, uh, late game heroics to overcome the referees and the Houston Cougars. But the Texas Longhorns won a football game that they would have lost. What, Every like, year, oh, last up until year, this year, two years ago, three okay. years ago, I agree with you. That's a game. I agree with you. Texas would have lost without hesitation, and there's a reason why they were there. There's some effort that well, while Quinn Ewers probably made a couple of mistakes, but he was Who doesn't this guy sold his soul, man. This dude was in it to win it, and you know he yeah. was on the field hurt trying right. to get that win. And there's something about the way Sark has got this team believing that. I just don't think they would have won that game. Last Even year. with the I same talent, I agree with you. I think that there's something there. Well, Sark's now faced either the best possible scenario or the worst, considering the one loss. Uh, the rest of the season, they got Kansas State, and that's about it. Is that it? Hey, you know, Kansas ain't a pushover like they were. And no. we, could, we could make the Kansas jokes if let we want see. to. We got, let me but, see. We got BYU, Kansas State, TCU. They're not good this year. Iowa State. That game. We'll see. Nah, it's in Austin. I was going to say if that game versus Texas Tech was at Tech, then I would have said, okay. But considering it's in Austin, they should win out, Rob. They should win out and get themselves to the Big 12 title But even with Malik or Arch, should they win out? Yes, I think with either one. I I think there's just not a lot there, and this is a much better football team than we expected. But given the situation they find themselves, is it worth it for yours? I don't know how bad the injury is. I know it's going to be a couple of weeks. We'll wait and see. Uh, but this is Sark talking about. Let's, 
the injury and, you know, just yours being the quarterback that I think everybody was hoping he was going to be as far as leadership. We'll go through the week, and, and Arch and uh, Malik will both get a ton of reps. Uh, I, if the game was being played today, Malik would start the game. Um, mm. and, and, again, Arch will be ready to go. And like I said before, I've had a ton of confidence in Arch. You know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he had a fantastic practice. Um, and so I'm really <laughs> encouraged by that. You know, I think Coach Milwee's done a great job with, with both those guys. Um, and so we're fortunate, you know, and not, not every school uh, is as fortunate as we are to, to have the quarterback room that we have and the connectivity that that room has. Um, I think a lot can be said for Quinn and his leadership in that room. I think a lot can be said for, for Charles Wright and his experience and knowledge base of our scheme and the dialogue that those guys have in that room. I think they're always trying to lift each other up and, and help one another. So uh, hopefully we can, we can reap the benefits of that uh, this week. This is my question, though, Rob. And it's it's only more so if Malik gets to start because if let's say Arch were to get let's say Arch comes in and he lights the world on fire, that's what the that's the way the universe was supposed to play out for Texas. I think it's different if Malik comes out and he's everything that he's been advertised. That now we have a whole different situation on our hands <laughs> that's why you know what I, you see what i'm saying even if whether we're talking quinn it's or RPP, i'm talking but right, no, right. it's, it's an rpp and again i feel like if if he let's say malik gets to start and he plays really really well i feel like this is kevin sumlin 2.0 it is i mean and again y'all you're doing what you're supposed to do at sark and we talked about it yesterday you know when he got malik he told Malik to his face, hey, I'm going after a quarterback in the portal. Now, he didn't tell Malik it was going to be Quinn Ewers, but he did. And then he went and got Arch. As a coach and as a recruiter, you're doing what you're supposed to do. But if all three can play, what do you do and how do you keep him having? Now, Malik could have hit the portal three times. He chose not to. He said he wanted to stay and compete. This is his opportunity to do that. But Quinn could be odd man out if Malik sets the – when I say sets the world on fire, win games. You're right. I, I completely it, it, agree. I feel like to, this is a – it's an RPP, but it's an issue. Uh, this is a problem. There's a lot of questions here because I think yours is a first-round NFL quarterback. A lot of people agree with you, Rob, uh, by the way. A lot. If they said – I would look up his projection, Rob, just and I'll let you finish. He would be, according to the projection, third off the bat. Off the board. So, it would be um, Caleb, Drake, and then Quinn, and, according to experts. And I don't know his injury status, but I right. do feel like, you know, they, they'll probably beat OU if they played him again. I don't know about that. I, I do. I I, think I'll that believe they, that alone. If, I will if see. If Quinn yours is healthy and everything's in place, I think that they can beat OU. Okay. But I will also say they could just as easily lose, and Quinn yours could sacrifice a lot of time and effort. I'm not right. sure yours should even be aiming for the regular season is where I'm going. I'm not even sure that, as a Longhorn fan, you haven't already seen the end of Quinn Ewers, that he will not be back, he'll be an NFL quarterback, and all is done. And if there's any controversy for next year, it'll be Arch and Malik. See, we talked about this with Minix on Sunday, and he brought it up, and he was like, and I'm speaking about Caleb. Like, you're out of the playoffs. You lost two. Why would Caleb play? Acho backed him up. Now, with Ewers, I feel like it's different, Rob, because you could still make the playoff. If you beat true, OU, true. so Absolutely it's different true. for yours out. Now let's say they let's say they lose this week, Rob. Then if I'm yours and I plan on going to the pros, then I'm not coming back. Done. I agree. But and, if they can still have a chance to make the playoffs, then yours is going to want to try and get back on the field. And I get the sense that first of all, Sark said Arch had a good practice a couple of weeks. What ago. does that even what, what mean? Is, what does that even mean? Like, right? If 
If that's all he can remember is a couple of good passes three weeks ago, we got other problems to deal with with Arch. But I, I think Malik is, he's, he was certainly adequate to the task. Yes. And there's no reason to think that he won't be for the next couple of weeks. And at the same time, there's no reason to think that I don't get a good taste of Arch, but I get him in, in a situation where you're up 14. There's not a lot of pressure, and you can you can slowly bring him along the way that you would want a young quarterback. I don't want to start him on the road in Houston, uh, and when I'm down like that, I don't want to bring right. him in like that. That's that's worst case scenario yeah. for the kid, especially in a game that I'm good enough to win without him. But I mean, and but if you're Sark, you also have to stick to the depth chart because I mean. Keep in mind, he won, he was the biggest name in the spring game, speaking of Malik Murphy, and you had him listed as two. So it would just be weird to have him jump, have Arch jump well, Malik really? because of three days of practice. It would be weird, but you're right in the question you asked, Clarence, that there's pressure. And he, I, I, he can he tried, deny it. Dude. Come on, I'm not crazy, right, Rob? I wasn't crazy in asking him that. How many Longhorns, when they saw Quinn walking out of the tent holding his right arm, wanted to go immediately? Where's Arch? Where is he? How many I, Longhorns didn't expect that? Yeah, Clarence made me feel like I was crazy. No. There is pressure to play Arch Manning. Are you kidding me? Trust me. You brought up Sumlin. You brought up the situation. I lived through that. Yeah, there's pressure, baby. Right. There is a Quinn Ewers faction, and then there is an Arch faction, and the Arch faction was calling AD, was calling their friends saying, where is and he? they got the class because of Arch. And a uh, lot of those kids that are there are because of art. So that's the that's another whole set of, of pressures, right? It, like a lot of kids came here to play alongside Arch Manning. No disrespect to Malik Murphy. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. He's going to be great. But that's not why you got a top three or top five recruiting class was because of Malik. You got that top five recruiting class because they wanted to play alongside of Arch. Now, whether it's this year, next year, whatever the case may be, but definitely an RPP. I will say this, that Sark has uh, – he's been – Really good at handling all this. He, he has. I mean, I'll uh, give him that. I'll as give him far that. as the situation he finds himself and getting his young quarterbacks ready, I think he has been absolutely extraordinary. In fact, when he talked about prepping a young quarterbacks, then you know that's why he's here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think like anything, you know, we prepare as best we can. We try to prepare our players for. Uh, the multitude of things that 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 can and or should happen, and and try to put them in the best position. Uh, but naturally. You know, BYU is going to do things that that aren't on tape, and um, you have to adapt at that point. And adapting sometimes it's you know when we can get them on the sidelines and adapt, we much better. Sometimes you have to adapt in play, post snap, right? The coverage is maybe different than they've been playing. The the pressure is a little different. Uh, the matchups are different, and so that that ability to adapt and not just rely on practice. As much as I love practice, and practice is huge, adaptability in game to some of the newness that comes at you, I think, is critical. Um, and then two, I, I think one thing that that quarterbacks early on in their career um, sometimes. You know, let the let the easy things be easy, right? And and there's a plenty of things that we do that are very quarterback friendly, and allowing those things to to be easy uh, for for a young quarterback is critical because there's going to be plenty of tough plays that they're going to have to make. And so um, I think that's that's probably two of the biggest challenges, right? Adaptability in in game, uh, and then two, allowing the easy things to be easy, uh, are, are two big challenges for us as we go into the game to make sure those guys are ready for that. That's Sark speaking uh, yesterday after practice. I'll say this: in fairness to Quinn, if I'm Quinn, I'd be like, man, I had to play 
Bama and OU. Like y'all are getting, you know, like I had, I, I was under the gun against Bama and OU. Y'all are under the gun against, you know, the, the softest part of our schedule. Now, I mean, a lot of people point out, well, you be why you always plays Texas tough. Cool. But that's still not Bama or OU. So that, if I would, and Houston, I'll throw Houston in there. So. Yeah, even if Malik or Arch does look great, in fairness to Quinn, they're looking great against lesser competition. I, uh, reading between the lines, um, when you hear your coach say, you know, I don't care about practice, it's about in-game reps, uh, you Quinn Ewers fans, you're going to see him. He just told you he's going to play him. I don't care how good your practices are. you got to be in-game. You're going to put him in there in a situation where it's easy, as he just said. He'll be up with a little bit of points, going downhill against a team that's probably already beaten up after three quarters of the other guys, and make it easy for him. You want to make it easy? Send your guys ahead of time. Let them buy tickets on both sides of the stadium. Let them take their iPhone or whatever recording device they snuck in and decide to uh, really send in some true info on play calling. It seems like that's what the University of Michigan has been doing for the last couple of years. Yeah, they have. Um, They've been doing a little bit little bit extra, putting a little bit extra sauce on it, Rob. We're going to talk about that just after the beginning of the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, on the other side, though, as the NFL or the NBA begins, we're going to get there at 8.30. We're talking Rangers, though. Here we come. Bandwagon. What did, what did uh, our crack engineer on crack just walk in and say? That you need a new car? Yeah, I need a, uh, what is it, a Jeep bandwagoneer? Bandwagoneer. Uh, so I challenge anybody who has not watched our youtube feed who isn't watching our video and taking the time to really acknowledge the fact that we get up and shower and comb our yeah, hair and dress I, took, I took a shower this morning i dare you not to like listen and all the other good stuff subscribe to our channel because uh i'm not accusing rudy of jumping on the bandwagon I, i've seen him wear a a red polo and a blue a ranger's cap before never at the same time never Right after a a whooping like he did, like we saw last night. But you know, like These, the man wagon yeah, here. Exactly, there's a lot of room. These bros ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> Not an ounce of loyalty in me. Hey, Not one ounce of loyalty in me. We're getting you ready. We're carrying the uh, NLCS tonight. If you want to catch it live, it'll be right here Go on Phillies. San Antonio Sports Star. Yeah, we need the Phillies to win for anybody else to give a damn outside of the state of Texas. We're talking Rangers and Strohs. Where did the Strohs go? Is it Dusty's fault? And we got us a new idol. Rangers talk next. This is R&R. &R. You're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports Star. One ball, two strikes. Two out pitch to Tucker. On the ground to second, should do it. Simeon throws to first, and the Texas Rangers. 90 wins in the regular season fly cross country, and their journey will bring them to the World Series for the first time since 2011 as they roll over the Houston Astros. Could have been there you bit, go. Could have been a little bit more excited. It's been since 2011. It had that was rather reserved. It was a little reserved, wasn't it? I, and, I, and I can't do that you job, know. so I, I'm I'm reluctant to criticize. But it was a little subdued. I was like, maybe he wants to save it for the World Series. No, the game had been over for four hours by the time the victory. That's the national done. person. That wasn't their local. Oh, okay. I was going. Okay, cool. Then that makes sense. That's Carl Ravage. That, yeah, that was, okay, that cool. Carl. But Appreciate the, that. But the game had been over for hours by the time <laughs> it was. That's another over. thing. Like, he was probably half sleep. Like, yeah, he was checking his flights an hour prior to that can we get on our town because right. it was an ass whooping there's just no getting around it they started early and they kept on now dusty barely came back this year oh he's you know is he I, yeah I, I mean 
He got back to the ALCS. Are, are they going to get rid of him? Now, I, no, the question is, no, there's no, they're not trying to get rid of him. You don't think so? I hope not. I, I mean, uh, it, it I, from what, if my memory serves me correct, they barely brought him back after winning the World Series. And I want to say he's on a one year deal. He's 74. He's still, he's he still, he's Man, still I kicking. I asked him back. I asked him to come back just on general principle. They like him. Yeah, see, he signed a one year deal. Yeah, like, I, how do you only get a one-year deal after you win it all? I think that it's lets you that's know. all he wanted. Huh. You know, I, I, I say that. I mean, he'd signed that contract when he was 73. <laughs> I'm not saying don't buy green bananas, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you can see the end of your career. I don't buy green bananas. I mean, is, is I mean, it, eventually is, turn is it yellow a worry that you won't be around by the time they get yellow, or is it just because <laughs> you forget about it? I just it. don't like seeing it in my house. It messes with my 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 feng shui. It messes with me seeing <laughs> those green bananas. It is an interesting situation to find yourself. What do Strohs fans think? Strohs fans, if y'all, are, if I don't know if y'all can even have stomach listening today, but if you're listening, six five six three seven seven six, y'all want Dusty Baker back because most Strohs fans that I've watched and looked looked at their tweets and have tweeted me feel like he's mismanaged this team all year long. That's a couple of coming today. I thought he had some issues. So last they got night. to the ALCS in spite of him, despite Dusty. Is that what people are telling me? Well, they did win. A pennant on the last day. He did coach his ass off right, there. That's what at the I'm end. saying. Like, why are we acting like Dusty Baker all of a sudden can't manage us? So, only one group of people to ask if they are listening today. They may be in mourning, but are you bringing back Dusty Baker? If you're, you know, Stroh's GM, Stroh's fans, holler at us six five six three seven seven six. It was uh, a show the likes of which baseball fan has never seen. Over the last couple yeah. of days. Now, to see, the thing about this the, with the Ranger fan, though, Rob, the position they're in is like, look, man, we've been here. Like, it's, it's, we're excited. Clancy Hill let us know that the city's excited. He wants to see the Phillies because in a couple weeks you get the Cowboys and the Eagles, and then you'd have the Phillies and the Rangers. That would be perfect. But if you're a Ranger fan, you were one out away. So I don't even know if you're a Ranger fan while you're excited, if you're really excited. Oh, you're excited. Uh, I, I, Ranger fan, they're everywhere today. Oh, dude. I, I, told, I, I told you, when I walk in with this hat on, they're like, yeah. I'm You're like, not alone. I, I, Dude, this is how you know I'm not a real Ranger fan. When people are telling me, hey, man, hell yeah. Didn't I know. Even, you were with us. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, your hat. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's how you know I ain't no damn Ranger fan. Because <laughs> people are celebrating. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what why are you why I don't know you, bro. Why are you fist bumping me at Quick Trip? <laughs> <laughs> Rangers down oh, with you. Road tide. Like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Road tide. He's like, could you believe how many innings he went? Who? The <laughs> numbers that Adolis gave us. What's Fifteen up? RBIs. Right. He had twelve RBIs in the last three games. First player all time with an RBI in six straight games in the postseason series. He tied the MLB record with home runs with four straight games in a single playoff series. He's the first player in history with a home run and three RBIs in three straight playoff games. He's the first player in postseason history with a home run after striking out four times earlier in a game. He did that in game six. He's the first player with four hits and two home runs in game seven. Not consistently, and he's going to have to do it again, but Mr. October... That was those kind of numbers. That's Reggie Jackson stuff. Hey, watch it. I know. Reggie's was in the World Series, Rob. There's a huge difference now. But he's known as what? 
Mr. October. And what's the date? Don't. Well, I can't help it. The season runs into <laughs> December now. Is I'm going to give Reggie Mr. November, although they were still playing in October back then. Uh, but uh, just a, one of those things where I think if you're Astros fans, you wake up this morning going, well, we'll see you next year. I don't, I don't know what we were supposed to do against that. Yeah, well, you won the Battle of Texas. You won the silver boot. That's all that matters, right? No, you got to win it all if you're the Rangers. You, this is your third time being in a World Series. You got to go and win it all. It ain't going to be easy, especially if it's either team, actually. I guess the Diamondbacks are pretty good from what I'm told. I don't know. Yeah, me either. I, I don't know. I just I, when after they lost their first couple of games, just getting pelted by those Phillies, I heard the D-backs G, uh, manager, and he was going all Gen Z. Well, we're gonna try hard. Well, they and Joe like, gave oh, him man. Ryan right. Nagel gave him the kiss of death and said the series was over. Ryan Nagel, the only person that's worse than me is Joe Ryan Nagel. He's the only guy that can jinx the team quicker than me. I he's he's taking the cake from me. So. Joe yeah. would have fired Sark yesterday. Uh, on oh Sunday, my God! Saturday. Joe would have fired Sark. Joe, I had a few Ryan Nagel. He's a little different. He would have fired him. Yeah, he would have fired him. You talk about pressures, guys like Joe that cause unrest. Coming back, it's time to make your bold predictions. The NBA is starting Ooh, tomorrow. Tonight, We're looking for uh, tonight. That's right. What are you do it. Don't 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 well, hold it starts for real tomorrow. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Mister. The expectations are Giannis getting paid, and how much does James Harden weigh? I don't think we're going to find <laughs> out on that first game. We'll see if he shows up the nba soup is warming up we're talking about it next this is rnr you're on 94.1 san antonio sports star it's rnr i love that theme it puts you in the mind of june that's a uh, tnt it's tnt right it is the it's, to me, just feels like finals and gold trophies. As the quest begins for most teams tonight and tomorrow, Spurs begin tomorrow, the NBA is here. And at the beginning of the regular season, you get your perfunctory contractual obligations that are met. The Spurs uh, finalized a couple of well, three deals uh, with guys that, well, you know. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, 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 no news there. Uh, the biggest news of the day of yesterday, of course, Giannis signs a three-year uh, extension, uh, upwards of $60 million a year. 186 183, somewhere around there. I don't so, know, $60 million a year. That's all I know. That's why Devin Vassell at 29 is a steal. Steal. Theft. I mean, he's not Giannis, but you get where I'm coming from. When the numbers, when Jalen Brown, who else? There's like three guys now that are getting 60. It's Jalen Brown, Giannis, and I'm missing one. There's one other player that's making 60. So you're going to tell me that they're twice as good as Devin? They're good. But twice? I don't Giannis know. is twice as good as yeah, Devin probably. right now. Uh not Jalen Brown, though. Spurs fans, just mark your tape. Uh, this is where the begin- bidding will begin. The next time we talk, Victor, and uh, contractual obligations. Yeah, Wimby will be making, s- no, 70. Yeah, probably. probably. Not, we're not kidding. <laughs> Three years from 70. now, who knows where we're going. And I, w- I, I wouldn't mind giving them every penny. All right, let's uh, let's uh, make our uh, mark the tape kind of predictions as we get into this. Because, um, what's up? In the West. Ooh. Denver, you know, Denver, there's no reason why Denver shouldn't win it again. I, 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 I tend to disagree with that. I mean, they haven't lost anything. They're fair. I mean, they're, there's no reason why they shouldn't, but I don't think they will. So you don't have any reason why. I don't, and I can't tell you why. I, I think, I think in my heart of hearts, uh, I'm listening. some of the old narratives about uh, the Joker are going to come back. How much does he really want this? Uh, I, I don't think Aaron Gordon can do it again. 
So well, see, I, he didn't have to do much, but I see I, where you're coming I from. But that, he didn't have to do much, I, there Rob. Was this heart, he won a game by himself. There was a yeah, game he that yeah, he yeah, won yeah. He by had like five himself. threes. He had like five threes, so I remember. I, I don't think that he will be what he was. And that doesn't mean younger guys won't get there. But I don't think that they can MPJ? do it. What about MPJ? Will I, he get better or I he like just, him. he's I, just a gunner? I think they're going to be there at the end. But as Edwin told me, and I didn't even realize, when was the last time we had a back-to-backer in the NBA? The Golden State Warriors. So what? How long has that been? 17 and 18. Five, six years? Yeah, 17 I, and 18. I, I don't think it's going to happen again. So I I just discount Denver in the West. And then if you throw Denver out, it's so wide open, I don't know. I'm taking the Los Angeles Lakers to win the title. I, oh, I think, you like them to win the West and to just take it all? I like I like everything that they did in the offseason. They went and got Jackson Hayes. They went and got Torian Prince. They re-signed Austin Reeves. They made sure they kept Rui. They re-signed D'Angelo Russell. Which is low-key. Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood, of course, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I like I like the Lakers and LeBron. I like LeBron to get his fifth title. And I like the Lakers to win their second title in the last four years. You're asking a lot of AD. Yeah, now it, it, com- it, it comes down to AD bank, uh, remaining healthy. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I'm not going to hold you, as, they, as the kids say, Rob. I ain't going to hold you. But I think with what they've done – They've they've got enough out there to like low manage LeBron properly, and I think they're gonna win the whole thing, man. And I'm now who are they gonna beat in the finals? Who's coming out of the East? It's gonna be Lakers Celtics. Lakers Celtics. Now I know Dame. I, I know a Dame in the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I see it. But I think the Celtics are gonna be just too much, and we're gonna have an old school Lakers versus Celtics finals. Again, it's early, but you know this is what we do. I got Lakers, Celtics, Lakers, and I got Celtics. LeBron getting his fifth ring. Uh, fifth ring. Uh, who's your MVP? The the league. Uh, the, yeah. Good Lord, Rob. I could see Joker winning it. He lost it last year to Embiid. I could see Joker winning the MVP. They seem to like him. I, you know, if he wins MVP, they're winning the title. That's why I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he's going to get the MVP. I think they're, I, we're going to see the questions. There's going to be a doldrums. It happens to every team. That you tried so hard, you worked so hard, uh, you got it. Mm-hmm. I saw Joker, as soon as he could, jump on a plane to Serbia. He's been wearing rubber horse boots for the last four months. <laughs> Not that he won't come back in shape, but, you know, I just think it's going to be really difficult, and there's going to be a stretch in there where they lose three or four games, and Joker's not going to be in it. You don't think so? Yeah, I, I think his mind ain't going to be there. And we're who, you got, how, who you got winning the, t- uh, the MVP I then? think that Giannis returns to the, the heap. I think Dame but see, is going I think to take Dame, so much I see, But I think Dame's going to take some of his votes. I, th- That's and it's the problem. entirely possible. But I think Giannis could go for 35 a night this year. He could average 35 a night. I well, think- yeah, the C- well, with Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez and Dame, on the perimeter, Giannis is going to get a lot more opportunities. It's going to be harder to clog the paint. Yes, I think they, it, the teams have just been, especially Miami, they just clog the paint and make it difficult on them. I don't think you can do that any longer with Giannis. And as much, well, first of all, let's stay in the West. I, I, I don't want to steal Edwin's thunder. What's Edwin's thunder? Phoenix, man. Phoenix, I think, is built. I don't for like their depth. I agree. I agree. And not, uh, this is health not being. Measured. Yeah, no, 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 no. But Everybody's healthy. This is, of course, this is all based on I think on they're going to focus a little bit more on defense than they used to. And they got Grayson Allen alongside of Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. They also got Bol Bol. Now, maybe Bol Bol, he's been a butthole, but mm-hmm. maybe with a bunch of um, 
veterans around he's better. Now they also another pickup that I like, Rob, that they have is Eric Gordon. Buckets. Who allowed who allows them to spread the, he just he's just a bucket. Mm-hmm. And they got Nurkic. So, so yeah, Phoenix looks <laughs> now they are built They got to, a little squad, but the depth is shaky, but they do have a squad. They're built to just outscore you. They're, and they're low key. They're, seven, be better they're on only defense. seven deep. And that's going to be tough. But if you're asking right now, I like Phoenix to come out just because really? if that offense works the way it should, oh boy. But Devin's going to have to step up. Booker, it's time for you to join that elite and not just be told. Yeah, I'm tired of you writing Mamba quotes on your shoes yes. and then playing like Vince Carter, which is really good. But there's no killer there. Like, you know, I, I'm tired of the Kobe quotes on the, on Booker's shoes and he's more worried about his outfit and which old school car he's driving up in. Like, he still ain't got that dog in him yet. That's the only reason I don't trust Devin Booker. Right. You're going to have to. Because he, he, he walks around and wants to act like Mamba, but he ain't really you, got that Mamba in him. What have you done? So yeah, this is your time Mamba to do in it. Him. You got less on your plate and more opportunity to do it. In the East, I like Giannis as MVP. And despite everything, even though I think Kristaps is going to ruin them, I think at some point Kristaps is going to start crying and there's going to be some internal dissension. But I just think the Celtics have taken every step appropriate to winning yeah, a title. Too. I think they've done everything the right way till now. They've some added they something. Over. And if it doesn't happen this year, I don't think it's going to happen. So, Oh, so wait. Timeout. So you got Boston Phoenix repeat of – no, no, no. You got Boston Phoenix. I do. And then Boston winning it? Boston winning it all. I think it has to happen this year, and I think there's enough there. Even though I think Kristaps will not be the reason. Damn. No Marcus Smart. It's going to be interesting to Marcus see Smart. how that tough they stay. Right. I mean, but they, there's, there's the West more offense is deep there. again. Because I, I like once Ja gets back, because they play well without him. So once he gets back and they added mm-hmm. Marcus Smart – Memphis is going to be a tough one. It's going to be crazy fun. I, yeah, I don't know what type of leap the Thunder make. Could they be this year's Sacramento Kings? Probably. I think they're because I mean, keep team. in mind, Sacramento was a three seed. Yeah. Well, no, they're not going to be the three seed. I don't think they're that good, but I think they're a good. Oklahoma's really good. They Rob. really are. No, I'm not. I think they're a five six see, seed. I don't think the reason why I feel like they're really good is because like we're relying on Wimby to lead us. They don't need Chet to do Not, that. They, see, they, he has Giddy, and then they have a, a first-team all nba or in Shea, and then there's also Giddy. And, they, you know, they got a few guys over there. So Oklahoma could make a pretty big jump from that 10th seed, which they were in the play-in. Then I don't know what to think of Dallas. I don't know what to think of the Clippers because I don't know if I don't know if Kawhi's going to stay healthy. I can't say he's going to stay healthy because of his credit report. I can't imagine a scenario uh-huh. where you get even the minimum. 65 from Kawhi. He doesn't care. Oh, no, he they're don't care about that 65. Him. They're no. going to pay a fine, and they're going to hope they stay there. That is a cast. That is a – if there's ever been a hard knocks for the NBA, there's never been a team more appropriate to that than this Clippers traveling road show. Okay. Well, do you feel the same about Kawhi as Zion coming back to join the Pelicans and that young core along with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram in the game? Have you seen any of Zion in the preseason? I, I refuse to buy it. I refuse. He looks good. Yes. I refuse <laughs> to take you're the not, bait. You're not taking the bait? You're not again. jumping off sides? But holy crap, when he's when he's the Zion, that, and I've seen him twice, when he's that guy, I just don't have any reason to believe he'll be that guy, though. But when he is, uh, yeah, the New Orleans should be there. There's no reason why they shouldn't. They've got every bit of enough to get themselves into a second-round playoff series.
a real off season, a real training camp, and a full season. Tim Hardaway Jr. is back. Can Luka and Kyrie figure it out? Because remember, they put them together pretty late last year and said, hey, go figure it out. And I, I don't think it was fair to either guy. But with the full offseason, Tim Hardaway Jr. back in the fold, you got Seth Curry, you got Dwight Powell, you got some guys over there that are, Grant Williams has been added to the fold. Jason Kidd's a coach. Full offseason, full training camp. Can those two make some noise? Because keep in mind, Dallas was in the Western Conference Finals two years ago prior to Kyrie showing up. That is the most, and this is saying something, it's the most volatile team in the NBA. The, the, the volatility in that locker room. They added so. Grant Williams to the Kyrie Luka. They added. Yeah, Grant has some issues. Grant he does is, some dumb stuff. Just He's a chihuahua. Stop barking and trying to bite, man. Right. Stop. And I, when things get weird, I don't know. This could be, it could be an utter dumpster fire. Or if Kyrie plays the way that he's capable and just swallows his pride and lets Luca, because Luca is never going to give up being the leader of that team. He's never going to give up being point guard. And why he's would never he? going to do it. Why would he? Well, right. So, Kyrie, you're going to have to understand you are not the guy. You're not. I, I would hope he learned that from. He says he learned his lesson after LeBron, after leaving LeBron and trying to figure out how to be a leader. So I'm going to take his word for it. We'll see. But And then you throw Jason Kidd in. Yeah. Now you got their their GM walked away. Their coach is in a one-year deal. He only has one year left on his deal. You've added CP3 to the team. Really young team. Klay Thompson looked like he's over the hill. Hell, Draymond Green ain't even starting the season playing. What do you think about the Warriors? I think they they can beat you on any given night. They're a, they're a second round out. Second it's round? Over. It's over. The the dynasty's over. over. It's over. You that, sure about that? So I, I don't know. The dynasty's over. It's over. It's done. It's done. They're they're going to try to run it back futilely. Um, I think Draymond's going to spend the entire season in and out of the lineup. They the 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 the, the poor drafting the James Wiseman thing is going to haunt them. Uh. Steph's still going to be good, and Chris Paul's going to help. And, you know, Jordan Poole, I mean, they still got guys, but no. They got a bunch of guys that I have no idea who it's they done. are. It's done. It's done. It's it's not going to be an easy loss, too. They're going to beat – I mean, they're still winners. But That's you what think I'm saying. that they're going to win two playoffs? Does that team, the team that you saw on Friday night, look like a two-playoff series winning team? That just is – look, it comes, down, it comes down to game six clay. Is there any Game 6 clay left in that body? Didn't look like it. Didn't look like it last year If either. there's no Game 6 clay left in them, then it's over. Because they got rid of Jordan Poole. And I thought Jordan Poole, ever since he got knocked out, it's gotten weird. But I, thought, right. that Jordan, yeah, I thought Jordan Poole was going to be Clay's replacement. Obviously, it's not. Because I, he's gone. So I, I, I don't know what to think to Golden State, but I have to give them the benefit of the doubt because of the babyface assassin. I got to ask you a question. Are you going to enjoy their demise? Will you enjoy it? Or will See, it I, you know what? That's why I don't, that's why I still appreciate LeBron. And let me tell you, let me explain. Because I don't view Golden State as a villain. I don't care if they win or lose. Like, I don't see them. I don't, I never, they're, their dynasty, their run never bothered me. I didn't. They didn't irk me. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't like the Heat. I didn't like the Heatles because 
that's around the time they were telling me that LeBron was passing Kobe. So I hated them. Right. I, didn't, I wanted to see them lose every night. I lo- I enjoyed every bit of the Spurs kicking their ass. Golden State, I'm just like, hey, man, I like Steph. Like, you want to play some golf one day? You want to come out to Golf Club in Texas with me? Like, man, I mean, I think our daughters would get along. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I, I don't see them like that to where I want to hate them, you know? And now Draymond's a nice guy. Yeah, you know, Draymond's a good guy. <laughs> He's like, played himself into nice guy he, status. I like his podcast. <laughs> now, now, one person I don't, I don't care for Clay Thompson. I don't. I yeah. think Clay walks around like he's better than he is. Like, bro, you're a spot up shooter that at one time played some good defense, but he walks around like he's Dwayne Wade or Kobe. And like, you're, you're, you're what is it? Born on third base thinking? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really care for him, but see, I don't. Why? Are you going to enjoy the demise of Golden State? I kind of am. Really? Yeah, I kind of am. Because you know why? What is this it? Is what honestly, is it about you? That, you know what is it about that for me? The perfect soup is I get to see it end, and I get to see CP3 go down with it all oh. together. Because I've never oh. been a Chris Paul fan. Well, I, I get that. So if I he's get hard to see to the, the end, and I get to see the end, uh, and then I get to see Steve Kerr walk into the distance. I think it's going to be everything that I want. Why is he on a one-year deal? Because he, he told them he wants coming. to be done. Okay. He sees it coming. He knows what's coming. He saw it last year, like, ah, well, let's all try it one right. more time, but I'm not going to commit to anything past this because he knows that Draymond is done, mm. either by his presence or his play. I don't think he wants to stay any longer. No, Steph's going to be there and going to be ice for a couple years, going to be Kobe there for a couple years, going to be the only reason you buy a ticket. Wow. Don't say that. Well, I mean, Kerr's going to leave. It's only going to be Steph. Yeah, the GM walking out was the first the, the the first ride on the wall. Then Steve Kerr coaching out a string. I had forgotten. I hadn't even thrown in the fact that their GM is now doing TV. Yeah, you see what I mean. So, so he sees the boat sinking. Steve Kerr sees it sinking, I, and I'm going to agree got, with him. And you got, um, you do have, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to misquote you. You have Sacramento moonwalking. I, I think that the, they were a three seed last year. They took Golden State. The distance in the first round last year. Here, the, I think they're going to run into a problem with their guards. They got two of the same guy playing at the same time. And I think they're going to run hot and cold as long as they have two guards that play the same way at the same time. And I think they need to give some more room to the second-year kid out of Iowa, who is Keegan. Keegan Murray. Keegan's a stud. I love Keegan, yeah. He needs to touch it more than both your guards. One of them needs to go. And I think they're going to realize that at some point. But they're they're shoot. If the Spurs could follow their growth pattern, yeah, I take it. They have done it precisely well. And with that in mind, um, other than MVP, I think Shea Gilgis becomes a household name by the end of the season. Household is household's a stretch, Rob. I think he's uh, we all, all know NBA. we all know he's the real deal. But when you say household, like like my wife walking around, like oh, I you know I like Shea. Like I don't know about that. I think he gets the he's going to get the benefit of not of, of the the uh, the Holmgren effect. The people are going to tune in to see Chet. Oh yeah, and I think oh, that there's okay. going to yes, be more yes, yes, eyes yes, yes, on yes. him. And then and you'll find out that Shea's the real deal, right? Got we're going to see this is not just an All NBA guy that goes. I mean, we're talking first team All NBA Shea right. Gilgis Alexander. No, when if you ask ninety nine percent of the NBA fans who are just you know NBA fans, but they ain't looking at box scores, they don't know who Shea Gilgis is. That's just a name, right? Uh, I think well, I think Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma is like a four or five seed. And I think that highly of them and their bench and their youth. And they got they got some kids over there that a lot of people don't know about as well. And then you got they have a big three: Shea, Giddy, and Chet. 
their problem, I could see them being I could see them being a top five seed this season. It's, I really could. One last question that is gonna have to be answered in the next forty eight hours. What's gonna happen with Harden? He gonna show up for work? Dude. <laughs> Do we even care? I, I do because I like drama. I like the drama, but I think he eventually shows up because the the Philly's gonna Philly's going to find a way to start finding him a game check. And I mean, I know James has a ton of money, but nobody wants to lose three hundred fifty thousand dollars per game, which is what they can start finding them once they feel like okay, you're lying to us about your per. Because right now they're giving him a pass. Right now they're saying, hey, we believe you that you say you're dealing with something personal, so we'll give you a little bit of time. But once they, once the jig is up and they're able to start finding him per game, he'll come back home. It, and that the problem is he's only messing it up. Like, if you really want to be traded, James, come to work. Come play. Nobody's going to trade for you while they know you're disgruntled, fool. The, the next four weeks, I think, will decide how long Embiid stays in Philadelphia. Really, the next no, four real. weeks. I, for I, real, for real, I agree. How they handle this Harden situation. If they can trade him and get the talent that he's worth. I agree. Which isn't Dame, talent, Dame stuff, no, but no, it's no, close. No. It's it, up there, at least for whoever's going to go oh, for Oh, no, him. it's up there. I, I think that this will decide long-term whether we see Embiid in a Nick uniform in the next two years. Well, that's sexy. And He's, he's kind of talked about that's, that as that's well. That's sexy. You want to talk sexy? Clarence Hill Jr. <laughs> what? <laughs> Clarence gonna be here a little after nine thirty. Easy, 9:30. cowboy. <laughs> Easy. It's there. a sexy radio. That's what we do. Micah right. Parsons uh, was sitting in his closet and offered all kinds of goodness for his Edge podcast. We're gonna hear from him. We're gonna hear from Pop as he prepares prepares his team for an imminent opening night. That'll happen just a little after nine. I'll say 919. You're going to hear from the head coach of your San Antonio Spurs as opening night is imminent. You're going to hear from Clarence Hill Jr. I'm going to say about 932, 33 to give you a good guess. So set your clocks appropriately. We got a whole bunch to do. Mike is going to give you some trade evaluations and some talent talk coming up next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. for the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Tuesday, you chose correctly. This is R&R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E, the bachelor from Babylon, driving this boat for another hour. We got Clarence Hill Jr. in on deck. He's warming up, swinging that bat. He'll be here in just about uh, 30 minutes or so. Uh, in the meantime, here we sit. Where do we sit? Uh, Rangers head to the World Rangers Series. Time. We're going to talk a bit about that. But the NBA around the corner, we're going to talk about that in about 15 minutes. Greg Popovich spoke about his primary player and his rest of his guys. We're going to hear from him in just about 15 minutes. But first, Micah Parsons did his uh, weekly edge. Uh, from Is it from the edge or I'm on the edge or I'm right. on the edge no, of nowhere? The edge. Just the it's edge. The edge yeah. uh, a podcast yesterday, and it is, in fact, the gift that keeps giving. It is. I mean, uh, it, it. Look, it's annoying, 
but it's content. <laughs> Storylines over integrity, baby. Rudy, you're a good-looking guy. I, I say that with Thank a staunch you are record. Too. Of, Thank you. Yeah, uh, you're a handsome guy. And I, I'm sure you've been in athletic endeavors where a uh, someone that you had your eye on was there to watch you. You want to show off just a little bit, be all you can be, and maybe you know, yeah, I uh, show off just so, a little bit. So when I met my wife, we were 24. So at that time, I was still playing in little city leagues, playing some playing. And I would, yeah, I would make her come. Did she I would come? Make her come? Of course, to the game, she had to, right? And I would jack up every shot known to man. So I, I, we've all been there. Like any red-blooded man that played in city leagues had his lady come out, and you try to do too much, dribbling, over-dribbling, shooting threes you shouldn't yeah. through. Yeah. So I can see Kelsey. I mean, look, he's averaging over 100 yards a game when she's there, <laughs> and he's averaging about 46 yards when she's not. So, so there's now, something maybe to Maybe. This. You know, when your lady there, dog, you just get a different bolt of energy. It, it's different. You think once you're a pro, you get past it, but Micah's a pro, and he noticed it. Listen to Micah talk about the, the Swifty effect on Travis Kelsey. I saw a stat that Travis Kelsey um, plays better when Taylor Swift is assist, uh, in attendance. I'm going to give you two things, right? And <laughs> Mike, Travis Kelsey's my boy. Micah's taking um, this serious. Without a one. I think Travis Kelsey, he's been a 99 for like the past three years, best tight end in the league for like the past three, four years. So it's obviously not Taylor Swift. Longer than that, yeah. But I'm going to tell y'all one thing. When there is a bad girl and she's watching you, there gives you an extra boost of confidence. Now, Travis, he already had that mojo. He already had that swagger and everything, and I think he's going to do this regardless. He's been doing it last way before a, a Swift even came in the picture. But, dog. Y'all know how it is. When you pull up to the gym and your girl's with you, I'm, I don't care who's in front of me. Kawhi Leonard could be in front of me. I got to give him 30. I have to give him 30. You know, this you is me? so real. Yeah, it's so true. And we want to go, yeah, this you're so a pro. Real. You should be playing this hard. This is so real. Nah, I, I, I get it. I, I legit so real. get it. Now, it's, it's different when it's basketball. Oh, basketball, It's different. Dude. It's easier in basketball. Yeah. So you have to have a willing participant. And Pat Mahomes is a willing participant. Oh, and he's all Travis about it. Kelsey, let's get him. Because uh -uh. he's a superstar, so he gets it. Oh, he got to get along with his wife. And his, his wife. wife is so, eating this up. So I didn't see you. didn't You weren't here yesterday. What did you think about that little handshake oh, chest? Oh, my <laughs> God. It was everything that I despise about this situation and everything I love about it all at once. I was like, wait, did they? when did they come up with it? Did they meet up this week? Did they think of this right before the game? And they couldn't wait. Oh, they were. They practiced. Oh, they needed it. Look, look, look. Oh. It kind of looked. Oh, it wasn't even a chest bump. It was a booty bump. Oh, there was a chest bump, too. Well, I saw another oh, chest, chest bump. bump. Yeah, they, that they one did was this a couple That times. one was a booty bump. Not much booty between the two, but it was Not a booty bump. Not much at all. But it's okay. Some it's of the okay. memes are hilarious. No, uh, it, but, it, it's, uh, it's hilarious. So. I mean, and it's crazy that we we just like they're kids. Let them have some fun. It, 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 it's so perfect. And let I, them have some fun. By the way, uh, and Travis, can you be overexposed? No, is Kelsey overexposed? No. Are we about to get tired hey, of this, dude? How many commercials he's do you on have every right now? break? Every break, he's pushing soup shots, uh, auto insurance, dude. Uh, she he, she leveled him up. <laughs> she leveled him up. Look, I know he was already a Hall of Famer, already the best in the league, but he was he did not have seven commercials. She leveled him up, man. He owes, regardless of what happens with this relationship, he owes her a debt of gratitude because these companies are coming for Travis. He, and it's all the ones she don't want. Like, oh, you, what do you think about? Yeah, my, what do you think about my boyfriend? 
He'll do it. <laughs> you better be kicking to her. I already have a bank. The, you know way that, the way that Aaron Rodgers got a little something-something kicked his way for showing up for a radio show, yeah. oh. maybe he should be kicking a little bit of that to, to Taylor because no, she don't need it. That's mad. She just no. bought a – neither, neither did Aaron. No, didn't I mean, Aaron didn't take didn't it. Yeah, I think she just bought an $85 million crib in the in the, in the the hills of L.A. somewhere. 85 mil. I, I didn't – it's not 8.5, 85 million. So, yeah, she, she leveled him up, man. And that's what a good woman is supposed to do. A good woman is supposed to take you to the next level. Mine did, yours did. Mm-hmm. I'm a better man since meeting my wife, and so, so this, so what's her name? Taylor. She's doing her job. She met his dad. She met dad. Yeah, she finally met dad. Oh, wait, but he dad, says dad, she's not a diva. Dad don't give a damn. No, if, if you pass like, the mom test, you good. Yeah, dad's dad like, all right, man, good job. Yeah, dad's like, hey, man, you know, you've never had to size up a, a female come over dating your kid. Not it's it's, it's got to be entirely uh, well, different. Well, see, my 27-year-old. So you had, you did. Okay, so yeah. you evaluate things a whole lot differently. For a girl. For 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 a guy, for the girl. You know, if, right. you're, if you have a daughter, you're looking at, there's things you're worried about. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you when a girl comes home with a son, there are things, obviously, you're worried yeah. about. But there's also, every now and then. But see, see boys, see, you had it easy, Rob. You just, oh, no. You toss them some condoms and a gun, no, and you tell them bye, right? Well, no, every now and <laughs> then. And I'm not going to name names. I <laughs> had two boys. Do? I love them both. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, they'll bring one home, and you're like, I think this one's a little bit more than you can handle, son. <laughs> I think you might have bit off a little bit more than you can chew on yeah. this one. Yeah, for sure. You don't say that giggling when it's your daughter. No, you know, when your no, daughter no, no. comes up, you don't go, ah, this is going to be funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't so, do that. So I didn't laugh at one joke from my daughter's boyfriend for about a couple oh, of months. Yeah, for about a month. Even if it I, was funny. My, my, my daughter, and again, she was already of age to where it didn't really matter, oh, it matter. what I thought. It did matter. You know what I mean? She's, tw- at the, she's 27 now. I think they've been together for well, three years. Well. She's a good kid. Yeah, she been, they've been together for three years. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But she was like, you don't talk to him. You don't talk to him. Like, this is a process. It's not sweetie. my job. This is a process. Sweetie. He has to win me over. Yeah, this is a process, sweetie. And and he won't sing karaoke when we're all doing karaoke. But well, he brings the karaoke machine. I think that's a wise move. I'm respecting him more and more. I'm like, no, bro, you got to sing. This is a, this is a family. No, there's still too tradition. much to play. <laughs> you got to still too much at risk. Man. But I got him drunk last year, and he finally did. It. So there you go. I got him drunk. He got buzzed, and he did a Bruno Mars song, so he's he's good with me. So I gave my brother-in-law a more tough time. Uh, not Lewis, my my sister's husband. I gave him a harder time than I gave my daughter's boyfriend. I put him through the ringer because my sister had been through a couple of rough relationships, mm-hmm. and I was too lenient because I was like, oh, my sister's grown. Yeah, She's 37. So I was like, nah, I'm, you got to go through it, bro. I'm still your brother. And then guess what? Married, two chi- they're married with two kids. They're good. But no, Travis, you, Mom, did, Dad, good. you, okay. did, you did good, bro. You did good. You've leveled up. I've never seen this many Travis Kelsey commercials. Oh. He has more commercials than Mahomes. He does. Right? You know, my wife turned to me Saturday. Do you know Travis had to buy a new house because he was getting so much? Like, stop it. <laughs> she knew that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's following yeah. this. She's oh, all in? Oh, yes. And, and and loving it because it drives me crazy. So she just drops those little Travis Kelsey little nuggets. He had to buy a new house because people show, Swifties were showing Evidently, up at his he house? he didn't live behind a gate. He had a nice house, but he didn't have any gates. Because he didn't need one. Right. And now... Because before Taylor, he was just a tight end, and we love him, and we give him his space. But mm-hmm. the Swifties want to know what you're eating. Yeah, they're looking through the windows. Yeah, they're looking through the windows, see what you look like in your drawers. So, yeah. It, it, and the... Uh, 
Are Halloween they really costume. dating, or is this a business decision for both of them? Are they really uh, dating? We're going to have to see uh, proof of life or something. We're going to—I don't know. I, I don't know if they're really dating because both she's being leveled up too because she's being in, put in front of people that she's never been in front of as well. Well, we all know when the when the next record hits. It'll be a better record if he breaks her heart. I think so. Broken heart female R and B or whatever albums are way better. You go triple platinum. Yeah. I like broken heart. You can make them music. weep the way they should appropriately. You ready for this? I'm ready. You ready for this? I'm ready. You ready for this? I'm ready. It's starting tomorrow night. Well, in fact, it starts tonight. But Wimby and the Spurs get going tomorrow night. We're going to hear from their head coach, Greg Popovich, on the eve of the Wimby era. Yeah, that's right. NBA starts. And we're talking next about the National Basketball Association. Then Clarence L. Jr. will join us. So much to do. I gotta, we got to pay for this. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. Of course, we're talking about the Texas team going to the World Series after last night's Game 7. We'll also get you ready for the NBA season with Robert Ori. He joins us at 5.15. The Blitz live out of Texas Cheer Liquor number 6. Evans and Bulverde. Rudy, what time are you showing up? I'll be there about 3 o'clock. i got to get there. I'm giving away some... Giving away some tickets for to a game on Friday. Black. Yes, to a game on Friday. The both teams are on I ten. Gonna be right here down at the Frost Bank. Lower bowl. Must be present to win. And there's a really, really tall guy that's gonna be playing in that game that you may want to come win those tickets. So come out to Texas Cheer Liquor number six and tell you. look at Jason and Joe and watch them argue. Must see. Uh, if the Wimby experience, he's not gonna play in front of an empty seat. No, at least, no, even on the road. Even March. on the road, he's definitely oh. going to have one of those road shows. He'll have better. He'll, yeah, that, he's a reason to sell out, and the, the the hyperbole around him is only going to grow over the next week. And it, it, it's going to be. I mean, we're, we're we're Spurs. We've been in the we've been in the limelight. Not like before. this, but not, not like not even close. Not like what's not coming. like this. And if it if everything goes to plan, if uh-huh. the Spurs are what we think they are going to be, if they are say fifteen to twenty games better. Okay. If they are a playoff team, if they are on national TV in March, and, and they get you know all the things that we expect to come, the 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 bright lights that are coming to San Antonio are, astounding. you know you can tell the the temper of the city. Don Harris is giddy, <laughs> for sure, and I am too. And you think about these sage old leathered, you know we're wore out old-time sports guys. Right. And to get that excited is interesting. And as it begins, here we sit. And Greg Popovich, who's been through a couple of these rodeos, uh, talked about his young guy. Now, as big as as he's been, uh, he's a a worldwide star. He hadn't been through an NBA debut, and they're going to have to get him ready uh, for this. Well, you know, in all transparency, every year has new people, new bodies on your team. And wow. to see how they're going to react and how they're going to play when the lights go on is always uh, anticipated with uh, a lot of attention. And we're looking forward to you know watching Victor in his first real NBA game. Real. See, the, the difference is, though, Tim was can't miss. Like, there was never a shadow of a doubt that Tim wasn't going to be all everything. Victor, as Pop calls him, you notice he don't call him Wimby. He calls him Victor. He wants no part of that Wimby crap. Victor, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's can't miss, 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we know for sure he's going to win titles. With Tim, I don't even think we knew he was going to win titles, but we knew like you were getting a guy that you could play that could play in the league for 15, 20 years. It's still a little bit of uncertainty yes. with Victor, so it's it's a little bit different. We had four years of Tim in college, right. two specifically that we watched every game for two years because he was right. the best player at college. Right, we knew what so it was a little we were different. Getting. It was a little different. He was twenty two, and uh, and there's that that little voice in us telling us, "Man, I hope he don't get hurt." Because of the size, because of the feet, like you know, all the things that go along with somebody that tall. That's the other thing. Officially exercised their third-year options on Jeremy uh, Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley. Congratulations! Proof that uh, the uh, drafting has gone appropriately well. Um, good point. I mean, Very apart from the uh, the Voldemort draft pick number eleven that we will not speak of, uh, oh that's that's God. a good sign uh, that these guys have made. Leave the team. Voldemort alone. I'm just He's saying, trying man. to play sixty five. Just games. think about what we could have been, where we would be talking if we that wouldn't Voldemort have was here. Uh probably not. We I think that is a valid statement, so we'll put that to bed. Uh, the NBA power rankings beginning the season, looking around as much as we expect from Wimby, uh, most are looking at him in the bottom twenties. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Let them think that. Let's just stay under the radar. That's fine with me. They got him at twenty eight. That's low, low, but that's cool. We're we're here to help. Yeah. Bet the over on wins and the over on total blocks or blocks uh, per game for Wimby. Uh, you, you will money. make money at the end of the season if you will do that because I think everybody has lowballed the Spurs. Yeah, get you some money. Hey, let's talk with an expert about the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I'm the, I'm down. We have a we have a plan in place for you guys. His name is Clarence Hill Jr. and he co- stops by every Tuesday right about now. Uh, so let's uh, take a break, uh, powder up, uh, stretch out, limber <laughs> up, and get ready uh, for Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Always fun when he stops by. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. R and R in the morning on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It is hard to be upset on a Tuesday morning when you got Clarence Hill Jr. to speak with. It's that time of the week we'd like to welcome on our favorite from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Clarence Hill Jr. Hey, man, you spent too much time in Houston. You cursed him. (laughs) I didn't curse him. I didn't curse him. I like Houston, but... You know, I'm, I'm all in on that Dallas Houston rivalry, and so yeah, we're we're enjoying this in the Metroplex right now. Oh, I know, it's, I know, it's going crazy up there. Tickets, and they're about to get going. I, who y'all want? Y'all want Philly or y'all want the Diamondbacks? Uh they just want anybody. You <laughs> they know? just want in. I right? think it'd be great if they just want in. They just want to win a title. I think it'd, it'd be great to play Philly because the Cowboys are playing the Eagles in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay? I and see. So you. I see you. That would be coincide cool. Coincide at the same time, you know. You know, Dallas, Philly, North Texas, Philly, the same, you know, this Texas, Philly rivalry. Yeah, that, 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 that will go right hand in hand. Feels appropriate as Clarence Hill Jr. joins us. Cowboys coming off the bye week, prepping for a, a Ram team that, uh, you know, they, they, there's some talent there. Best uh, rookie in the NFL right now, in my mind. Puka Nakua. Uh, tell us no, about the Cowboys, uh, you know, off week. Uh, what's the expectations as they get busy again tomorrow? You know, it's about the Rams, but it's also about the next six games. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote about that today in the start to look. I mean, the first six games, they have four uh, road games and, and, and I'm sorry, yeah, four road games and two home games. Right. You know, and they, they turned it four and two. And I think if we went at the start of the season, I think we'd, most people would accept it four and two. 
Because you, you, yes. you know, you thought, you know, you had to, you had, you, you had the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. You had, you know, those teams, and you would have accepted four and two. You don't like the fact that you lost the Cardinals, and that's what after it started. But you would accept it four and two to start the season, you know. And and now you have four of the next six games uh, at home, and this is really the time where the Cowboys need to make some hay between now, between this uh, Rams game and the Seattle game, which is a week after Thanksgiving. Uh, before they have another 10-day break and then they get ready for the final five games of the season, right. the Cowboys need to go, to me, 5-1. and one. If not 6-0, but certainly 5-1. and one. You have the Eagles. You need to go 5-1. I mean, I mean, you outside of, you know, this game against Philadelphia and, then, and, that, and that bookend game I'm talking about against Seattle, who do you have to play? You got the Rams who are, yes, they're, they're a tough team, but the Cowboys are, you know, they're 10-1 and one at home. You know, under Mike, I mean, no, I'm sorry, they're not 10 and 1 at home. They won 10 straight games at home. Okay, gotcha. You know, they won 10 straight. They, they've dominated at home. You got the Rams uh, after the Eagles game, which is going to be a tough game on the road. That's, you know, uh, you, you, you'd say, well, maybe they fill it up, should win it on the road, but they got Cowboys get Philly uh, back at home in December. But after that, you got Carolina. Yeah, it's time uh, to you get You got fat. the Giants. Yeah, it's time to get fat. Yes, it's. It, you know, you you these are these are the games you have to win. You have to put in the bank. You should have banked that Carolina win. You're gonna need these in December when you have those tough games against, you know, Detroit and 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 Eagles in in Miami. But this is the time to really get fat, as you say, and and put some games in the bank. And, and it starts with this Ram team, which is a game team. But this Ram team is not special. No. You know, you should beat them in Dallas. Right, I agree with that, Clarence. Um, does you know? I don't know what happens, but Philly's definitely shaking the trees. You know, they went got Julio Jones, they went and traded for Bayard. Does that make the Jerry and Steven overreact and feel like they have to make a move? I know they brought in last Wednesday, they brought in eight players, four linemen, two tight ends, and two linebackers. Are, are you you see anything happening before the trade deadline with the Cowboys? Well, bringing in guys off the street and trading for guys who can play is two different things. Let's, right. Let's, 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 let's not equate. <laughs> right. Let's not equate bringing bringing dudes off the street just to you know <laughs> turn the bottom of the roster uh, with what the Eagles did. And you know I don't think the Cowboys should react to what the Eagles did. I think okay. the Cowboys should react to 28 years of not getting to the Super Bowl and 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 overturning every leaf to get make your team a Super Bowl contender. You know that that's been my issue with the Cowboys. Even in the off season, you know, quit trying to, you know, bargain basement shop when you haven't won since twenty in, in twenty eight years. Quit trying to worry about balancing mm. the budget and well, I need to sign Micah in two years, and I need to sign CD in three years, and I need to do this <laughs> down in three years, so I can't really spend money and go get these guys who can help you, us win right. now. Thank you. I mean, go no other now. team has proven it. You know what I'm well, Clarence, you, you bring it up. No <laughs> other team has proven that you can just swing for the fences, spend everything you got, and hope for the best more than the Rams. I mean, the Rams, they did everything they could to get to the Super Bowl, and they got it. Now, they're kind of paying the price, but that's what they did. I see no reason why the Cowboys wouldn't swing for it. We we know that Tennessee's a seller. I mean, would they? do you see them making a call and maybe looking for a Derrick Henry or somebody like that? I know you're gonna bring. I well, I mean, I gotta be real. <laughs> gotta be real. And, and, and what kills me? These fans, these so-called, you know, cap experts, right? Uh, who say, well, they can't trade for him. They have this cap figure. No, they don't. I mean, that, the the cap figure is based. A lot of times, the cap figure is based on the signing bonus money. 
So, you know, like I know I threw out there last week about them going after the receiver in um, uh, the Raiders uh, right. the, oh, from Do- Green Bay. Like, yeah. Devontae yeah. Adams. You know, Devontae Adams. And they were talking about his cap figure. Well, his cap figure is based on the signing bonus money. That's money that's already been paid. That's money that the Raiders have to eat. His cap figure, the only thing the Cowboys have to deal with is his base salary, not his, his that, that prorated that prorated cap figure that the Raiders have to eat because they paid the signing bonus money. And the same thing will be on King Henry's contract or whoever else's. So it, it's not as, as uh, uh, the hindrance is not what people think right. it is from, from a no. final standpoint when you trade for those guys for sure. You know, whether they go for King Carolina, they need to improve this team. They have, Agreed. yes, you need, you, you could use help at running back. You could use help at receiver. You could use help certainly at linebacker. You don't have great linebackers, especially without Leighton Van Der Esch. You didn't have great linebackers when you had Leighton Van Der Esch. And so you're playing a safety at linebacker. You're going to get bullied at some point because you're too small at linebacker. You know, you could use help at cornerback. I just think the Cowboys, you know, just don't need to head to this trade deadline saying we like our guys, you know. You you liking your guys is not going to get you to liking the Super Bowl. Anything to this Zach Ertz stuff? I saw that floated. Is that fan is that fan driven? I know. And again, and a couple on that because it's two questions. Is anything to the Zach Ertz rumors? And are they getting from Ferguson what they thought they would when they were cool with walking away from Dalton Schultz? Well, first of all, I don't think there's anything to the Zach Ertz rumors, but, but, okay. but you know that, that's fan driven right okay, now. Cool. But, it's not just Ferguson. It's really more about Schoolmaker. You know, he second one round catch. pick. Yeah, second you know, round pick. Yeah, it, it's, it's really about what you haven't gotten from Schoolmaker, and then for them to say, "Well, they're good blockers in the run game." What run game? What run game? So, yeah, you're not. I mean, listen, anybody that thought that. That, that that Ferguson was going to somehow be an all-pro tight end after just because he had made a couple of catches and he got a cool granddad was was, was really smoking that, that weed in the backyard and the same thing with and and then you thought schoolmaker this guy he's a blocker at Michigan and he can catch the ball and he can be versatile he hasn't shown much at all and and you know that's one thing that I've said you know I've talked we've talked about not having a a tight end mismatch a guy that can make plays. You know, you, you, you don't have that at tight end. And they're nice guys and nice players, and they're, they're going to be good, decent pros. But, you know, they're not mismatches. They're not difference makers. They're not plus players at the position. Clarence Hill Jr. joining us for his weekly stop by. Make sure you're reading all of his stuff at the Fort Worth Star Telegram. And in your latest, you did talk, uh, well, uh, you have been talking about the opportunity to go get somebody. This is a facetious question, but I, I kind of got to do it. Given where the, the, the Dallas sporting world is right now, with the Rangers obviously going to be in a World Series here for the next week, you got the Mavericks kicking off the season, starting anew. Uh, does Jerry, is he in the position maybe just to make some waves, just to make a move, to make a move, to just to make yourself noteworthy? Well, I mean, first of all, the Cowboys don't need to make moves to be noteworthy. Well, that's I, the issue. I agree, that's but the I mean, they, they stay noteworthy. They stay, you know, they, they, right. they're the number one, you know, valued franchise in sports across the world. They get talked about everywhere. They, they the problem uh-huh. is they're too noteworthy and, and they've done nothing to be noteworthy to a certain extent. But, you know, so I don't think that what the Rangers have done, you know, certainly the excitement of Mavs still trumps the interest in the Cowboys. They don't need to make moves to be nowhere. They need to make moves to win. I mean, the Rangers, again, have been in three Super Bowls 
uh, three World Series since the Cowboys last been wow. the Super Bowl. The Rangers, mm-hmm. I mean, the Mavericks have been the two uh, NBA Finals, you know, since the Cowboys last win the Super Bowl and winning one. I mean, those are the issues. I mean, they haven't won. You know, they need to do what they need to do to win in my book. You know, and, and, and so that that's where it is. You know, the, the attention is there. The attention is not going to, you know, drop just because, you know, these p- people love to talk about the Cowboys, even though I, I'm glad we bring this up right quick. Let me bring this up. Purdy don't look so pretty, does he, when, when, when he don't have a lead. <laughs> exactly. Or Thank a left you, tackle. Now, we <laughs> finally agree on something. But <laughs> like I was telling the guys yesterday, you know, he, they don't. The, the formula in San Francisco has not been Purdy being great. It's been Purdy being put in a great situation because the players around him because they have a great defense. And but you know everybody, well, he's so perfect. He doesn't throw interceptions. Yeah, put, make, put him in a situation where you have to make plays. You know, and, and, and so it's unrealistic that quarterbacks don't turn the ball over. That's what's so crazy. Quarterbacks turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts has turned the ball over. They turn, but people with his deck, it's like, how dare he? You know, that's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. No, but it's, it's the facts. It's ridiculous that people went so crazy about Dex interception last year. I mean, it, it's stupid because we didn't go crazy about the guy who led the league in interception the year before. Yeah, I agree. You know, but, you know, people, people are going to, quarterbacks going to throw interceptions, but again, you know, again, put these quarterbacks in a situation where you have to put the team on the back and have to make plays, and it ain't always so purdy, okay? <laughs> so purdy, I can't. Man, now, look, Clarence, I know you have a good rapport with Micah. So when are you going to pull him to the side and say he can't win this He can't win this media fight. And I know you're fighting it with him because I know I I follow you. I'll be seeing your tweets about how how the media overanalyzes and overscrutinizes the Cowboys. And I think both of you and Micah are right. But But, Micah can't win that fight, Clarence. He can't win that fight against the media. First of all, you know, the funny thing is, you know, we were at an event a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and Michael was, you know, speaking of the fight, Michael was talking to these kids, and these kids started going in on Dak Prescott, and Mike <laughs> told them, Michael told them to stay off social media. Where do you get this from? <laughs> Keep your kids off social media. And somebody hit me up and said, well, somebody tell Michael to stay off social media? Can he take his own advice? Yes. <laughs> but like, I like it because it gives us content. But no, he gives, right, he's great. He gives us content, but... You know, he, he's Micah. I, I don't. It's hard to talk to Micah because I try to tell him. First of all, those aren't me. I've talked to him like, well, quit trying to equate those guys with media. That's not media because he he went on radio last or not radio. But he went last week and talking about. Well, that's why I didn't talk to the media last week because what those guys are saying. So he punished us because of wow that, which is silly because we're that those are not real media. Those are talking heads. Just that ESPN is entertainment. You know, but 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 Michael, you know, again, we love Michael as a football player. We love him as a media person because he says good stuff for us. But Michael don't always see things like they should. Like he was on his show yesterday, uh, Monday. You know, he hadn't talked to us in two weeks, but he has this thing on on Bleach Report. He actually said that Travis Kelsey is playing better because of the pretty woman in the stands, yeah, like Taylor Swift. He did. I'm like, dude, the dude won two Super Bowls, was locked for Hall of Fame, but we even talked about Taylor Swift. Stop acting like Taylor Swift has made Travis Kelsey better. Or he's playing better because of the woman in the stands. He got a pretty woman. That's stupid. It doesn't hurt. It don't, but it is not. I ain't got nothing to do with it. He was already a Hall of Famer. Considered the best tight end in NFL history right. with two Super Bowl rings before Taylor Swift showed up. 
Amen. That doesn't feed the narrative, Clarence. We need the see, uh, we need the swifty lightning you, strike. You can't, you can't rail against the narrative, then, then then also buy into a BS narrative yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Come on, come, Michael. Be better. <laughs> hey, Clarence, real quick, let's the Cowboys gonna beat the Rams. So let me ask you this. Sark, he got a decision to make. Now I heard a lot about Malik. I know you're a big horns fan. But are are the powers that be and the people they write the checks are they gonna force him to go arch? Stop it! Well, stop thank it. you, Clarence. Thank well, look, you. I wanted thank to be you. I wanted to be Malik. I'm just asking you. I'm just... No, you sound like those people because there were people who argued me last year. Arch is gonna come in and start his no. first one. He's gonna take Quinn's job. No, I'm just saying there's there's no forcing. I mean, are you serious? There's no forcing at UT. Why would there be forcing, Clarence? Are you you really so you really believe to tell me that all these people at UT that spending millions of dollars no, don't want to see believe, Arch? What I believe to tell you, what excuse me, what I believe to tell you is that the Manning family did not send him to Texas to force him on the field and be a savior as a freshman. Okay, they they believe they they want him to be they like Sark, they want him to be developed, they want him to have a college experience. There's no pressure uh, to force him on the field. Okay, you know if he if he he may play. If Malik don't yeah. get it done, because that, that's the natural order of things, you know. But but Malik is number two for a reason, because Malik has been better in practice. But if Malik, I mean, this season is, you know, everything is important right now. This, this team is trying to win a title, uh, trying to get into into the playoff, and and so they they have to win these games. And if and if he does, and Malik does not perform, then Archer get a chance to play. But I, I, I'm I'm challenging the word forcing on the field because of his gotcha. name. Okay. Oh, well said. That, that, that's, that, 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 that's not part of the equation. I think Texas is set up for the perfect situation. I think they're favored to win in most of these games. You're going to get both quarterbacks, I think, for the rest of the year. I don't see any reason to rush Arch back until they've got a nice, healthy lead. Let him play it from the – from the well, front for a little while. Healthy lead. They, they wouldn't get no healthy leads with Quinn. Well, <laughs> uh, before we let you go, I, I want you to talk. Well, what do you think of Quinn? I mean, is he an NFL quarterback? I don't know. See, he has all the measurables. I don't know if he has it. And 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 and, and I question his IQ right now because the the, the you know he ran into a, a wall of four guys against OU and fumbled. He mm-hmm. ran, you know, you know, ran into a guys in the Houston game. What are you doing? You know, you're the team is trying to win. You're, you know, yes, you lost some weight, and yes, you were more mobile than you last year, but you're not being smart, putting yourself in harm's way to get injured. Now, he didn't get injured this time on the run, but it was after he got he took the sack into the shoulder, and he ran into some guys like, what are you doing? And and beyond that, his play, I have not seen him, I have not seen him lift this team. He's made plays, most of the plays, you know, are. The offense is one read, and you throw the ball to this guy, and, and I really haven't seen him scan the field and and and, and really make plays as a quarter. But those, so he has the measurables, he has the arm. I just haven't see, he's seen, you know, top level play from him as a quarterback. That's what I think. Again, we're going by Clarence Hill Jr. Fort Worth Star Telegram. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and everywhere else. Why, you know, it was I don't know if y'all could see it from where y'all were sitting at the game, well, versus the Chargers, Clarence, but from home they kept panning to McCarthy. And he just looks and acts and has this look of anxiety on his face like he's coaching from a hot seat, which I don't think he is. I've never seen him that, to me, what felt like nervous and under pressure. Yeah, I, I think he's called. I don't know if you talk about this year and past years. I'm talking about this, this year. year. The first time was, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. 
I, I've, I've kind of tried to decipher McCarthy. I mean, it, it's pressure, but I don't think that he's on the sideline, you know, with, with bubble guts because he's he's, he's uh, under <laughs> pressure, <laughs> and then that, that's affecting his play calling and everything else. I mean, it's urgent. Yeah, this this offense, this this is on him. You know, this you know, and, and that game, that Chargers game was huge. You know, after that loss, so there was certainly some anxiety that we got to get this done, and and every play matters, and. And all those decisions matters, and then, and then unlike you know when when Kellen Moore was calling plays, they're all on him. Mm. Is that so reflected? That, that game was that, that, that game was urgent. Was, was that urgent. reflected? Uh, you talk about the urgency. Was that re- reflected in the just taking the field goal instead of not going for a touchdown there late in first? Mm. Well, I, I I think you know as McCarthy told you, I'm trying to win the game. Everything I make is trying to win the game, and and and, and stuff like that. I I think that he. Yes, I I think that he he is conservative, you know, and he he tries to make the right football play, and 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 I think that he wanted to make sure they got the field goal and and, and weren't going to chance an interception. I think that did the right now he's risk adverse mm-hmm. to a certain extent in in, in certain situations because you know he's trying to yeah he's trying to do what he can to win, but yeah it, it it was urgent. I mean after that loss and you know you just imagine they lose to the Chargers and come to this bye week what we what we would be talking about, yeah. and so. Uh, they did what they did do to win the game. I, I think that the the offense has a chance to get better, you know, and and, and we'll see. Uh, but uh, so yeah, it, it's urgent for McCarthy. It's urgent for everybody. I mean, the careers will be decided. You know, futures will be decided based on this season. Yeah, I think it's an easy decision to make at the halftime when you know, you know, you your quarterback isn't that guy. I think it's an easy decision. <laughs> Wow! Wow! I'm not even. I'm not taking the bait. Wow! Gonna, you know, that was a poke in the eye, right on I the end. I'm messing with you, see. I'm messing with you, see. Not gonna draw me outside. So I'm not gonna fall for the hard count. I'm, I'm messing with you, see. Hard count. <laughs> he is Clarence Hill Jr. You, man. Make sure you're following every bit of his stuff on the X's and on the socials. Uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it's always you, great. Hard count. (laughs) That is Clarence Hill Jr. If you missed any of that, you can go to sasportstar.com. You know where it is. It's the audio vault. And while you're watching us right now, just take a millisecond. Go over there and make sure you're following us and uh, sharing all of your love with us and liking us and all the things that we need uh, from you. Uh, boys are going to be out uh, and about today. Rudy, you're going to be out there, too. You guys are out at Texas Cheer Liquor this afternoon, right? Number six, Bovardian Evans. Got a pair of um, basketball tickets to give away. Lower bowl. Two teams that can meet each other on I-10. One team has a really, really, really tall player. Lower bowl. To see a really, really tall player must be present to win, Rob. Giddy is the word that I'm going to use for tomorrow, and that's not the player for the Oklahoma City Thunders. Um, the era begins. You know, we were talking in, with Clarence about Dak and uh, Micah, and I'm looking at some stats for Micah Parsons. Coming into this, this is going to be his 40th game in the NFL. He's got 10 career games so far with at least two full sacks. That's the third by any player within the first 40 career games uh, since sacks became official back in 82. He's in pretty good company. Uh, Reggie White, Sean Merriman, and uh, Alden Smith. Mm. Alden Smith, what a name. Former Cowboy. Former Raider, former Niner. (laughs) Former lots of things. Yeah. Since entering the NFL, Parsons continues to be the dominant pass rusher that we expected him to be. The Cowboys lead the NFL on pass rush pressures, which was something that was a point of uh, reference in the offseason. 
According to ESPN Analytics uh, Next Gen Stats, with a minimum of 250 pass rush plays as edge, Parsons has 151 quarterback pressures since the start of the 21 season. That's the second most in the NFL. Hmm. That's a lot, but okay. Whatever. He's, uh, you know, coming up against the Rams while they have to make uh, plenty of plans for Parsons. we got a plan for Aaron Donald. Aaron is um, living off of his name right now. He's still Aaron Donald. I get that, but... It's more legend now and more what he used to be than it is like him actually dominating games. So I'm not going to give him that. I'm but not he giving still, that do you think he still dominates two players? I mean, do you still think he requires double teams? Well, the way this offensive line is playing, speaking of the Cowboys, yes. Because this offensive line hasn't been good against the non-Aaron Donalds of the world. They can't. They couldn't run the ball on the freaking Chargers for Pete's sake. So. Yeah, they got some work to do, but I, I'm not giving Aaron Donald. This isn't Aaron Donald from three years ago. Now, watch him turn the clock back now that I said that, but yeah. You know, and when you think of the Rams and their defense, you think of Aaron Donald. They don't have Rams anymore. They're not No what Von they were. Miller, no Lloyd. Yeah, a lot of those guys, Bobby Wagner, all those guys are gone. When you look at what the Cowboys expect to do, they're going to have to continue to throw the ball because the running game just hasn't been there. Here's, a, here's something that's worrisome if you're a, a Cowboy fan. Dak has the second-highest interception rate against zone coverage and ranks near the bottom of the NFL in yards per attempt again against zone coverage. In the last two seasons, in games where they're playing against the zone, his percentage of completion percentage is 25th in the league at 69%. And I, I don't know why teams just stay in man. If that's the case, why not just go to – I guess you got to just be who you are. I, I, I mean, I heard trailer on with the blitz. He's like, hey, you know, East Carolina, they stopped the run, but we still got to run the ball. So I'm guessing that's what a lot of defensive coordinators do. Like, yeah, I know Dak sucks against the zone, but we're better in man, so we're just going to stay in man. But if I see those numbers, and I know you, and I know for a fact this year he don't want to throw over the middle into zone coverage – why am I not playing zone the particular week I'm playing Dak if I got a bunch of pros that I'm paying millions of dollars? He should be able to be able to switch in or in between. But, hey, if I'm a Cowboy fan, which I am right now, <laughs> keep playing man. We're cool with that. Yeah, we're down. Yeah. The the idea of the offense running the ball. They got to be able to run the ball, man. Again, um, you know, it, it's like what Clarence just told us. You know, everybody you talking about this blocking tight end. They're blocking tight ends. For the run game. What run game? They're missing, I don't know, Witten, Schultz. They're not getting what they thought from school. Schoolmaker was a second-round pick. He has one catch. Well, let's talk first-round draft pick, too. I mean, they have gone a long way this oh, well, season without any help from their first two-round draft picks. I mean, none to, to speak point, of. Rob. Right, Not right now. It's only We've only got a six-game sample size, but... As of now, neither one of their first two picks have done a down. Hell, you want to jump, throw in uh, the little deucer in <laughs> well, the, as the, as the six-round pick, and then if you throw in Overshone, he has the ACL. They're relying on veterans and little help coming Where's off Tolbert? the bench. Where's Tolbert? What draft pick was Tolbert? Uh, yeek. Yeek. Third? He was a third-round pick a year ago, so yeah, they, ain't, they ain't been hitting Rob. Now, but, Tyler Smith, they hit on him last year. And, and they're defensively getting a little bit healthy. What's-his-name's getting healthy again, the cornerback that showed a little bit in the preseason. And they're going to need him. They got Pua Nakuna and and MVP on the yeah, other Nicole, side. Nakua's been a problem, and Cooper Cup's been a I mean, he, he's always a problem. These guys are going to have to cover for four seconds. They're going to have to cover these guys for four seconds because I, I – I have to – yeah. 
as much as it looks like a you know a prep game for the Eagles, this has trap game written all over it. Don't do that. I, I don't just, say as that. we turn the the page, last thing I want to see before the Philly game is a loss because I, I don't need them have I don't need them going into Philly four and three so they cannot lose to the Rams and I don't think they will. Well, as I we got confidence in they're going to win that game. Looking forward, there are legitimate things to look at for the Cowboys, and it's not where you'd expect that see, defense I think they is going to have. I think to bring. they can pressure Stafford. They're I really do. To. I really think they could pressure Stafford, which will be the game, which will be the difference in the game. And that's why those stats are so important. When we, they're going to have to get to Stafford. They're going to have home. to continue nah, pressure. Nah, that's not going to be an issue. Don't look past Dallas Cowboys. Ask the uh, the forty acres. Ask Austin. Ask them what happens when yeah. you expect something to to be easy. It ain't always that way. Hey, it's going to be a busy, busy week as we prepare for the Wimby beginning. The boys are going to be live out tomorrow at the Roop Pub. No better place to take in a Spurs game. This is where this whole party began with the draft the night yeah. and the Wimby draft. So make sure you're making plans to join the boys today out at Texas Cheer Liquor. Which one? Number, Number six? six, baby. We got a pair of tickets to give away to see a really, really tall player play against. A team up from up I-10. Come through. Just the beginning of a full sporting day. Greenies next. Then jump into the jungle. Then the Blitz is live. Go see them. Get yourself some tickets and some samples. Thanks for hanging with us. Rudy and I got some practice and an IV to take. Be back and see you tomorrow. This has been R&R.